Yeah. Go Craigslist, everyone. It's way fucking better. <laughs> Isn't it all scare? You have to, uh, like, go to someone's house. Craigslist is fucking sketchy. <laughs> I've used it before. It's not. It's not that sketchy. No. You can literally buy prostitutes on Craigslist. No, they took that section off. It's not on there anymore. <laughs> oh, they removed that section. was <laughs> lucky. <laughs> yeah, they took it off a while ago. You have to go to humanaplex.com or um, what's the other one? Some other escorts website. Humanaplex. Uh, there's another one. I can't remember the name. GoDaddy. What the <laughs> fuck? AshleyMadison.com starring Danica Patrick. <laughs> you know how it would be. Um, I'm still looking at cameras. <laughs> Amazing. We recording? No. Yes. Yeah. Maybe. Can't say. Was this audacity? Yeah. Full recording. <laughs> it's the fr- it's free. You ever think about that? Yeah, I use audacity. No, you don't. D- what the fuck? <laughs> You're fake. You record an OBS. You don't know me. You wearing a wire neck? I'm just wearing my dog cop hoodie. <laughs> Not available. They're gone. Can't buy I bought the only anymore. one. I have the only one. <laughs> no, Jake has the other one. Nah, he's got a sweater. It's different. He's a crew neck. Crew knucker. I got the only dog cop hoodie in existence. Eddie said he was going to buy one and he changed his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jake's came out good. You bought the premium one. That's probably why it sucks. They just they just want to con you. <laughs> I mean, it's actually real fucking comfortable. <laughs> you got to say about that, Eduardo. Them conning him for his money. He's like, oh, this motherfucker thinks he's get the best shit ever. <laughs> <laughs> ah, premium. Premium obviously means it's better. Let's fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> that one set. <laughs> oh my god! Yikes. Can you post uh, <laughs> pictures for episodes on the damn site? <laughs> no. Shit. That would've been funny. I think we. I think you can, but it's just, it's just annoying. Like, it's it's weird. I'm just lazy. <laughs> Be a great picture. <laughs> just super lazy. Just a penny short. I think that's gonna be the one thing with roast Nick is this fucking sweater. <laughs> I mean, support. We didn't get any money. Yeah, he made it as cheap as humanly possible, and they're still like, "Give us thirty dollars." Yeah. You hate to see it happen. But um, oh yeah, I have to look something else up. I have to see what episode with this. How long since the last episode of the Dog Cop Small Talk Holy Show? Holy shit, I have no idea. I'm your host, Eduardo. I'm here with the mask. Yo, what's up? And Thick Nick. Special guest, Thick Nick. Yeah, special guest. Um, This is episode... <laughs> That's spoilers. The You're lucky no one can hear you. <laughs> Damn. 
This was episode 58. The last episode was September 26th, 2019. That was like three months ago. We have been doing this over a year now. I have to see... Where was the fucking arc change? Going Dark Saga. Oh yeah, this is arc five. I don't even know. Welcome to Arc 5 of the Dark Cop Small Sock Show. We're in a fucking um, small-ass bedroom. Post-disabling um, mouse acceleration. <laughs> Dude, this is strat. We should just kick it off by saying everyone's leaving. Um, the Mask, he's uh, exiled. He's not exiled. He defected to Arizona. <laughs> defected. Eduardo's defecting to <laughs> He's Arizona. He's fucking defecting. He betrayed us. He's leaving California to go to Arizona, the worst state in America. <laughs> I don't know, man. Florida's kind of interesting. Nah. Arizona, nah. way worse. What about Texas, man? Texas is nowhere close as is nowhere where near the worst state. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona ain't that bad, man. Arizona's at the top. Arizona's at the top, and Florida's probably second. You still haven't given me a legitimate excuse as to why you hate Arizona. Have you been there? Eduardo says it's cool. I'll take but his word for you, it. Have you been there? My dad's from there. He likes it. What that should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> So, Eduardo, this is the interview. Why are you defecting to Arizona? Gas prices. <laughs> the gas is cheap over He's there. He's doing it for the gasoline, just like a real Mad Max character. Yeah. <laughs> so, where are you moving to? Right next to the river. Colorado River, baby. Oh, the one they stole from the Mexicans. <laughs> so, Eduardo, have you been pulled over for being Mexican yet? No. By seeing a fuckload of cops in trucks. Ice. They only they don't drive Crown Vicks. They use fucking Fords, dude. The twenty ninth the O Niners. <laughs> They're all Ford F one fifties. Colorado River, you gonna go down it in a raft? Yeah, you know what my Bro, he ain't nowhere near the Colorado River. If you look at his thing on the on the s- Google satellite map, it's literally just dirt. <laughs> it's some, the biggest patch of dirt. You sure you're looking at the right fucking map? <laughs> Eduardo's been there, dude. He's saying different. Oh, he, there's fucking donkeys there, dude. It's fucking tight. Burros. Donkeys. The burros. Uh, Nick is moving to Arizona. Maybe. Maybe. Definitely. <laughs> okay. This guy's going to Arizona, his homeland, his motherland. <laughs> his motherland, mother, mother Arizona. <laughs> his mother country is uh, raising Arizona, baby. Yeah, that's Nick. He's the I haven't baby. seen that movie in so long. The baby from raising Arizona. And uh, he got kidnapped for sure. <laughs> I don't know. He kind of looks like his family, his parents. Yeah. Have you seen a picture of his dad? I, the only one I only one I've seen is the one Anthony took. He's like, look who I'm working it with. <laughs> oh yeah, that was pretty good. That's funny. He just sent me that one day. I was like, oh shit. But then the Discord, like, oh, I know who that looks like. It looks like Nick. Shit. I look a lot more like my mom. 
There are certain pictures of your mom, of my mom, where <laughs> she can be confused for me. <laughs> of your mom. All right. That's cool, Nick. But, uh, you ever think about? What? You ever think about, uh, moving to Utah? No. Mormon State? No. Utah doesn't seem like your place. I like the movie. It looks kind of nice. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't even remember where Utah is on the map. It's past Nevada. Oh. California. Yeah, Nevada, I'm not going Utah. that far inland. Why? What about New York? You never moved to the East Coast? Where you have to walk everywhere? <laughs> I don't mind that. I know. Well, I don't know, man. Down. It just depends on the opportunities. I can see Nick on a bike. <laughs> that doesn't, that like breaks down. The chain <laughs> keeps falling off. You know? God damn it. Why does this shit keep breaking off? I remember when I was a kid, I fixed my own bike and the chain used to skip. <laughs> and that shit fucked me up a few times. <laughs> no, no. Like, it was good. Debo? But once per <laughs> rotation, it'd skip. It'd fucking be like, throw you forward sometimes. That's. It's like misfiring. Yeah, what time I went down, I was going down a hill. Yeah. And I, the chain skipped, and I hit a rock at the same time, and I flew off like 10 feet <laughs> down a hill and landed straight on my chin, almost knocked myself out. I remember when I was young, I didn't know how to tie my shoes. So I was riding a bike, and my shoelace got caught in the chain, Ooh. and I f- just did a front flip. Ooh. Landed on my two <laughs> <laughs> Popped up 12 feet in the air. Did a tra- did a, a double, double front flip, the first ever done by man. <laughs> Landed safe. I got a Nike deal off of it. That's cool. I got fucking road rash. Yeah, I got a Nike deal and uh, used to have a Gatorade deal, but I said I don't want to drink it because I don't want kidney stones. <laughs> and they dropped me. Still have a Nike deal. Kidney stones are rough. Free Nikes, only for me. Don't give anybody else Nikes. Just yeah. get myself. Those Nike. are free? Yeah. But the Americas. No, I had to buy those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good enough at skateboarding to get those for free. Free Americas. You ain't good enough? No, definitely he not. He doesn't get those primo deals. Only Nike. Yeah, just plain old Nike. <laughs> Whack. Would way rather much have free... Uh, Gundam model kits. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine getting sponsored by a uh, a grocery store. The Dollar Mart. <laughs> Free food for life, baby. Yes. Oh, that shit, that'd be nice. You know, Winco makes T-shirts. No, I didn't know that. If I if I get viral on a Winco shirt, do I get free groceries for life? Can I get the Winco sponsorship? Be the next supreme, yeah. Winco, <laughs> Winco foods, dude. That'd be fucking crazy. I ate like a whole row of Oreos over the course of a day. It's the fucking worst cookie ever. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But they're just so like artificial that you have to keep eating them. Fucking chemicals, man. They're trying to kill us out here. <laughs> That's California, man. Fucking California is going to sink before Arizona does, and that's sad. 
It's a shame. Arizona should just fall off the face of the planet. Just fall through the. <laughs> I wish Earth was. F- I wish Earth was flat, so there could be the possibility that Arizona could fall off the. Just edge. collapses in. Yeah. <laughs> just falls through the bottom. I wish Arizona was on fire, not Australia. It's the miniature Australia, of the United States, dude. Yeah, shitty. Arizona is shitty. It's like <laughs> Australia. Australia is shitty. Dude, yeah, last night there was fucking pack of coyotes around my house, dude. It was fucking sketchy. In Arizona? <laughs> dude, it was like, there was like, I think like two packs. Of, like, one, it was like one on one side and the, uh, one on the other side. I'm like, oh my God, dude, I'm about to fucking die out here. <laughs> Warda lives in a, a Sergio Leone movie. <laughs> he lives <laughs> in a goddamn Clint Eastwood Western. A bunch of white old people over there. A bunch of racists. <laughs> Southern racists that didn't want to move to California, so they just got close to just got close enough. It's close enough. <laughs> They're trying to go to Australia, but like this is good enough. Dude, I hate Arizona. Fuck that place. <laughs> Forever. The shitty thing, my teams are not in fucking Arizona. Yeah, they got the worst sports teams ever. They only have two Cardinals. Isn't the baseball team a cardinal and uh, the baseball team is the Diamondbacks? Okay, their football team's the Cardinals. Yeah, they're fuck. They're all shitty. Yeah, Cardinals are an awful football team. Um, yeah, Arizona's. What do they even provide? Do they bring anything to America? Fucking nothing. Just nothing. What's their output? Like Amer, like California. You know, they have a. That's like where all the food grows. Like up north. It's, it's it's one thirty in the morning, God by the way. It. <laughs> it's it's the fruit. I used to wake up at this time. <laughs> yeah, Arizona doesn't have anything. Just red rocks. It's the got Grand dirt. Grand, it's like fucking fallout. Grand Canyon, Arizona. Well, apparently the Colorado River is there. Eduardo says. Yeah. You know, it starts, it starts in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. No, it goes. It comes from Colorado and then it goes all the way down. Yeah, yeah, but it cuts into Mexico. Then America cut a America cut them off. It's it's fucking weird. I was like looking at the map or Google Maps, and I was like, "What the fuck?" It's just weird. It's wild how much of Mexico the United States just stole <laughs> and said, "This is California now." Yeah, Mexico used to own like a quarter, like halfway up yeah. the United States. They used to own like a quarter of America. Yeah. And then uh US just fucked everybody. Like Mexico owned fucking Texas, dude. That's fucking weird. All of Texas was they a mess. So much land. And then uh The Whites came. The Alamo. Remember the Alamo? Nick's people showed up <laughs> and just uh said this is ours. This is our land. <laughs> Get out of my land. And then Italians came made cowboy cool cowboy movies. Yeah, it's weird that Italians made that cool. Yeah, American cowboy movies, ninety percent of them suck. Yeah, what what are the American ones like? Uh, John, John Wayne. Wayne. <laughs> they're awful. They're so bad. They're, they're terrible. Um, High Noon. High Noon's good. Um, <laughs> all the best ones are from Italy. Italians, man. Italian made baby. Not that John Wayne shit. Hey, man, they know filmmaking. Yeah. Spaghetti Western is the only good Western, really. 
now they have good westerns. I mean, Django Unchained came out. Hateful Eight. <laughs> yeah. There's other good American ones, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I have to think about American ones I watched. It's not a lot. I know they made a lot of TV shows, but who the fuck watches those? The Rifleman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All the ones I think about are Italian. It's the only ones that get made. I'm trying to think of... Uh, remember the, that Unforgiven? Yeah, with... Um, Who made that? Guy Pierce. Clint Eastwood, baby. Yeah, did, was he behind all the making of that? Then that makes it American, some, right? Some shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty fucking good. That's the one with uh, Morgan Freeman? Yeah. That, that's not the Guy Pierce one. That movie's called The Salvation. Just watch Italian westerns. Once About a Time in the West, dude. That's a good-ass movie. That shit's on Netflix. It's on Prime, too. It's three hours. It's totally worth three hours. But it's also made by an Italian. Sergio Leone, motherfuckers. Best, uh... Best Western? What do you got? It's all just Clint Eastwood Westerns in my head. <laughs> Charles Bronson. Once Upon a Time in the West. I got Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. I was about to say that. I fucking love Good, and the Bad, and the Ugly. That one's just great. <laughs> Yo, Jimbo. But I was in between a like movie. <laughs> I was in between Good, the Bad, and the Ugly and like Fistful of Dollars. One of those ones. Really. I like. I think a few dollars for a few dollars more is way better. Um, yeah, that one. That was that one's way Fistful better. Fistful dollars. That's what I was thinking. For a few dollars more. Fistful of dollars is like the intro. Yeah. It's kind of weak. It's like a two-hour intro to that movie. Yeah, and a, for a few dollars more is dope. Yeah. The Wild Bunch, dude. That was a cowboy movie. Oh yeah, the Wild Bunch. Tombstone. <laughs> Tombstone's dope. Oh shit! The classic. Django, dude. I think that's Italian. The original one's Italian. Um, <coughs> Tombstone. Uh, the Magnificent Seven. The old one. I mean, ah, fuck that movie. <laughs> I got the original Magnificent Seven on my desk. Seven yeah. Samurai, bitch. Oh, shit. That's a fucking almost four-hour movie. It's worth every goddamn minute. It's fucking perfect. Shit. Black and white. Yeah, that's a great movie. I've seen it like three or four times. It's a journey. You get the setup, you know, it's four hour, almost four hours, like three hours and 40 minutes. Yeah, it's, in, it's based in Japan, right? Yeah, it's a Japanese movie. Kira Kurosawa. Um, can't go wrong. Is Gordon Liu in that movie? No. <laughs> Shit. That's what Magnificent Seven uh, remade in America for the whites. Has Denzel. <laughs> That's the remake remake. <laughs> That's the second remake of Seven Samurai. Then they, they also made a remake of Seven Samurai into an anime called yeah? Samurai 7. Never watched it because it sounded fucking stupid. <laughs> when I can just watch Seven Samurai. The name sounds <laughs> interesting. Instead of j- just watch Seven Samurai. Why can't you guys just read movies? That's so weird. How people can't, like, handle subtitles. Yeah, that's... 
They're not that bad. They can't handle the heat, man. There's their eyes. Oh my god, my eyes. <laughs> I don't have a classical education. I can't read this fast. Like a man. Watch Ro- was it fucking Roma? Roma? Yeah. Roma, the Kuran movie. It's weird how people just can't watch and I always get that weird thing that like how can you watch and read something at the same time? Like, does your brain do, not like run this fast? <laughs> it's your brain that like, do you read every your fucking word? Brain delay. Like every word's like the house is. Oh damn it! <laughs> pause, pause. They don't got that. They don't got that buffering that regular human beings have, where they can skim a sentence and know what it says. They need the the JRPG subtitles where you hit the press. Suppress, where you can the, pause it. No, you skip to, it. You have to press X to get to the next line. Oh. Oh my in God. video games, <laughs> yeah, I know what you're they talking read about. it. It takes them like a minute, X, <laughs> and then they go to the next one. Like fuck, it's gonna take me three hours to finish this set of dialogue. <laughs> Why don't they just speak English? Why doesn't everybody speak English? It's like Dragon Ball in English, dude. The worst. Just w- w- start reading subtitles, you fucking inbreds. <laughs> You'll play. There's so many good movies out there that's not in English. Yeah, I like. And don't ever watch a dub. The dub's always bad. Yeah. Except Cowboy Bebop. That's probably one of the. That's probably the best dub I've ever heard in my entire life. Golden Boy. Has there seen the Golden Boy dub? Nah. That might take it. It's so bad. It's good. <laughs> oh, so it's not actually good. It's like the room. It's so <laughs> perfect. <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. It's so fucking... I remember... Because i never seen the Golden Boy dub. And then I just watched the first episode dub. I was like, holy shit. This is insanity. <laughs> this guy's crazy, the one playing Golden Boy. His voice doesn't sound real. It sounds like somebody doing a made-up voice, but it's his normal voice. It's fucked. It's hilarious. It makes the show way funnier. Because his dub is so bad. <laughs> you watch that thing that Nick sent? The Bean movie? Oh, that fucking thing? I sent that to just you and Wardo. Oh I put it in the group chat. Oh my god, dude. That thing it's is so, so terrible. It's hilarious, though. The Bean movie? Yeah, I don't even, I don't even think Eddie watched Who Killed Captain Alex. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain. Well, you like The Room, right? It's yeah. in the same vein of that. It's so bad, it's good. Ten times worse. It's who killed Captain Alex. It's made by a passionate Ugandan man. <laughs> Search it up, dude. It's fu- it's on YouTube. It's Uganda dramas that are like, like the one he's like, why are you running? Yeah, it's just Uganda. What? It's just like a Ugandan director that makes movies with his village. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> or the one that was like, the one, I have that picture still saying my camera roll of like the... The little person going like, if it wasn't for the laws of this land, I would have killed you. And he's pulling out like a oh, I've seen that. The yeah, small tag, the small dagger. But you know, hold on. Before you watch it, you gotta know that uh, they have this thing called a video Joker, and it's basically built-in narration. There's a man that narrates the whole fucking movie like a YouTube commentator, and he just says the most outlandish hype shit the whole time. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> fucking funny. Like, it's so funny. It's like Mystery Science Theater. Killer Beans the same way. It's like it's like an animated movie made by the same person that animated the fucking VFX for Matrix and Transformers. He did it in his off time. 
and it's hilarious. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> it's a movie about a bean that kills people. <laughs> it's so fucking stupid how it starts. It's, it's like it's, the fight scenes are so good though. The beginning of the movie is just a bunch of fucking beans dancing. <laughs> and then he fucking drives him with his car. First of all, it has early 2000s ragdoll physics for every death. So it's fucking amazing. <laughs> on beans? Yeah. It's fucking it's on YouTube. It's fucking Dude, terrible. You just watch a clip right now. <laughs> Middle of the podcast. <laughs> Let's go into the first fight scene where he's shooting beans and they're flopping on the fucking floor. <laughs> Eduardo gives it the seal of approval. <laughs> Wu Tang killer beans. We're on a swarm. Uh oh, is it the one with nine million views? <laughs> Killer Bean Studios. Is this edited in Windows Movie Maker? I think so. I think it is. The whole movie's done in Windows <laughs> Movie Maker. Skip like a minute in. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what is this animated in? It's. I think it's so funny that it's made by the same guy that just fucking did the visual effects for Matrix. <laughs> is this made in fucking Flash? <laughs> Maybe. It has the ragdoll physics. What am I watching? <laughs> Skip to the fight scene. Tap it. What is this dance? They dance for like a minute, <laughs> two minutes straight. Income. It's two forty-three in the morning. <laughs> Turn down the music. The dialogue's it like fanfic level tier. <laughs> Turned it louder. Is that a Mexican bean? I think so. It's pretty racial. <laughs> they got like a, a Chinese bean called Jet Bean. <laughs> what the fuck? What? <laughs> it just, just wait till they start shooting. It's fucking is, OD. This is like Sonic 06. It's better. Somebody had to act as a bean. Oh, dude, Glock. Is this a Counter-Strike map? Probably. What is happening? He's irritable. <laughs> 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 Wait, this is an hour and a half? It's a picture-length <laughs> film of this. Did you watch this movie? I watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Why? It's amazing. <laughs> Low-key masterpiece. <laughs> what is... Why is it... How'd they miss? Ew. <laughs> this is like watching a Fallout game. <laughs> Skip to 48 minutes. What the fuck? Is this the same building? Does it take place in the same it building? It takes place in like three locations. <laughs> this looks like the same exact building. It's a warehouse, and he's talking to a man in a black beret. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, what the? What? He's doing a corkscrew. <laughs> Why does that bean have an ass? <laughs> <laughs> he just kicked it right in there. Oh, and this, this scene has some amazing kills. Where's the one where he, you, you remember the one where he throws a grenade at Waro and then it blows up and he shoots his ass after right? 
Dude, it might just, be before this. I don't fucking know. It's amazing though. He just du- this is the same exact warehouse. Just like a little a different, different angle. Yeah. <laughs> they literally just took the same assets and moved them around. How long does this take to animate? Why is there a tank? Six months, I think. Is that a tank? Or an A why is it APC a- for one beam? <laughs> Eddie, you should watch it. You should watch this and Who Killed Captain Alex. They're like The Room. Like, that's so bad it's good shit. This just looks bad. They look. This looks like a bad M&M's commercial. It's fucking hilarious. Never mind. Have you ever... Did you, have you seen Sean Connery's last film? You ever did? No. Have you ever seen, like, a picture of it or... What is it? It looks... It seems like the worst way to end your career, maybe ever. It's real fucking terrible. I saw a picture of it. It's fucking... Okay, I have to see it. It's fucking terrible. Sean Connery, last film. Last movie. No, it wasn't The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. What the fuck was his last? I gotta look it up on Wikipedia. Made a lot of movies, but his last one was Sir Billy in 2012. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm scared. It's fucking terrible. (laughs) The graphics are scaring me. I remember seeing a pic at the trailer in like the beginning. Jesus. Oh no! This is Sean Connery's last movie. Oh, that looks so bad. Let's want. I'll just hand you the trailer for Sir Billy. If you haven't seen the trailer for Sir Billy, you should watch it because you should, it'll change your life. Sir Billy. Oh, the whole movie's on YouTube. You can watch the whole movie with your kids on YouTube. <laughs> trailer. <clears throat> Sean Connery's last film is this. Oh, let me just skip through. He made it because it's Scottish. It's made like a Scottish animation company. But uh, it looks so bad. And Sean Connery. You know what? It's not the animation, it's the style that's atrocious. <laughs> it, everything looks so fucking bad. The first, this is how the first James Bond ended his career. Oh, God, don't say that to me. <laughs> this is what how Indiana Jones' dad was like, yep, this is how I'm going to end it. Dude, this man was Highlander. <laughs> Bro, Hunt for Red October? The Rock? Oh, this looks so bad. Who did this? Who animated this? Someone in Glasgow. The, the, it should be arrested for crimes against humanity. Why is that in the United States? Or the subtitles? <laughs> this is bad. Sean Connery plays Sir Billy. That's so weak. That's so such a weak way to end. <laughs> this looks like um, like an amazing career. 
Killer Bean actually looks better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Legitimately. Yeah, I can attest to that. Sir Billy looks unwatchable. Yeah, I couldn't watch that. He <laughs> doesn't look like a pleasure to watch at all. And <clears throat> I would rather watch the magic, the Killer Bean. They're on the swarm. You have to watch it, man. You have to watch Killer Bean and Who Killed Captain Alex. <laughs> Wu-Tang Killer Beans were on a swarm. What was the other movie that the, the, that guy made? Who? The Ugandan director? Yeah. He made a bunch. <laughs> no, it was, it was like... Bad Black? Yeah, that one. <laughs> What's that about? I don't know. I haven't watched that one yet. <laughs> I thought you were this guy's biggest fan. Nah. Some Fake? YouTuber. Honestly, he almost... Nick almost bought a fucking like signed autograph, fucking of Kukin. Well, here's Captain. the thing: it's not expensive. They sell this. They used to sell the discs for ten dollars, and they'd also <laughs> give you a handmade fucking shirt, and everyone would <laughs> sign it and shit. It's like it was really personal. He's like, "Thank you for buying my movie." Holy shit! This shit was fucking. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Facts. Hell yeah, man! It's a good purchase. Yeah. That's cool, man. He's just a fucking low f- low key filmmaker. <laughs> He's just and doing what he wants to do. <laughs> and you gonder. And there was a war going on. Yeah, there's actually a war going on <laughs> when they're filming the movie. <laughs> they're just like in, a, in neighboring villages. <laughs> it became a documentary in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> they just shot actual dead bodies. I'm so startled. Oh my god. I'm scared. Ah, why are you running? The best scene in the why old movies where he comes up running? on the roof and just spin kicks that dude off the fucking top. Super bad CGI. Like, we use that fucking cropped it out. Bro, it's actually a PNG. They <laughs> use a PNG <laughs> for the CGI in that movie. That's sick. He's like, I know how to use Movie Maker. <laughs> dude, it's super bad. Like, <laughs> search that shit up on YouTube, dude. It's fucking terrible. Maybe I will. I might do it. Glenn, you don't got TV in your room. You might as well watch Who Killed Captain Alex on your phone later. I feel like that's the op- that's the only movie you need to watch on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you need to see it on anything bigger than your phone. Killer Bean, optimized for phone screens. <laughs> <laughs> My Python, the Holy Grail. It's actually in 4K. Killer Bean was uploaded in 4K. <laughs> that's a big file. <laughs> yeah. That's a really big file. I don't even. It was uploaded before 4K was popular. You sure it ain't like a Red Dead file, dude? It's a hundred gigs. It's 4K and it's an hour and a half. That's probably bigger than Red Dead. Yeah, it's probably like 200 gigs. So you're saying it's like Red Dead and Modern Warfare together? <laughs> yeah. It's like your whole half your PlayStation. It'll take you three days to download. <laughs> it's like half your. <laughs> your um, yeah, your storage on your PS4. Get fucked, kid. <laughs> so wait, it's, what? What year is it? It's 2020. I thought it was 2019, the year of the Blade Runner, but we gotta wait till 2049. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the year of Akira. What? It's the year of Akira. Oh. And Akira the movie, it's 2020 Olympics, take place in Tokyo. 
just like they're taking place in Tokyo. It's a good movie. This year. So Neo Tokyo is going to fucking explode. Don't <laughs> true, go to there. Akira, true story. <laughs> Premonition, it's prophecy. A, it's a prophecy. Fucking World War Three is all around the corner, baby. Dude, we're going to get drafted. That is true. Damn, that is the intro to Akira. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's like... Oh, shit. It's that fucking book based on a true story. The start of Akira is the bomb goes off in Tokyo. And then World War Three happens. And then when the dust settles, that's when Akira's, like, set is after World War Three, And everyone's, like, after rebuilding and shit. Dude, we're gonna get drafted. <laughs> you are. You're citizen fool. <laughs> I'm I'm going to fucking Mexico, man. <laughs> going to Arizona, dude. They don't he's draft gonna go people. to Arizona. And he's gonna say that he's not a citizen. They're gonna deport him. <laughs> Sir, you speak re- very good English. I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck. English? No habla inglés. No habla español. Hey. What? <laughs> he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> That doesn't sound right. <laughs> what do you know, Whitey? Uh, <laughs> I discovered this YouTube channel. Yeah. And uh, it's just like the same gimmick he has. But uh, his he has does this thing where he plays games, but he try, he always puts like, "Can you beat it by only doing using this?" So he played like every Fallout. Game. Mitten Squad. Is that the guy? Yeah, the I, I watch his channel too. He's tight. <laughs> that guy, who he's like, he beat Fallout without taking any damage or something. Yeah. He did that with the the Halo games, <laughs> or with one of them at least. Yeah, he I saw him do I saw him do Halo 3, and he said I, that was mad hard. I like his overly brutal jokes <laughs> that he does over him. He just wants to kill people. It's weird. Or he did... S- I didn't watch the whole thing because it was way too long, but he tried to beat Skyrim with only restoration spells. I was like, I watched that whole video. <laughs> I was like, what the? F-? I love his fucking videos. They show he showed me shit I never even heard of. That one, the how high half guard, high half guard. You didn't beat the game? What the fuck? Wait, is that the one with the wind, the wall of the winds? You making me confused? I forgot. He t- in that game, in that, if you vi- beat Skyrim, you've been to the places he went to. <laughs> I've never finished it, but like Uh-oh. he never that fucking game. I fucking finished it. I'm still in the middle of playing it. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm going through caves like, hey, look at y'all I don't even game. finish games. Hey, the only game y'all finish is Resident <laughs> Evil Four. Hey, that's the most important <laughs> game. <laughs> it's the best game of every decade. Calm down. It's always been re-released on every console twice. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about buying it on Switch. For twenty dollars, so literally remaster it in twenty twenty four. But you it's, know they're good. The only thing that's stopping me is that it's twenty dollars. Just buy it, Eddie. Just get it over with. <laughs> I was buy like, your fifth copy. I, I know like, you own it on Steam. I was like, yeah, I bought it on Steam for like twelve dollars. I don't want to spend twenty <laughs> just to play it on. But I, but if I pay, pay twenty now, I get to play it on play the it go. Portable. I get to play it on the go. It's gonna be fucking loud when you play that shit. You just gonna hear Nierda. Nierda. Aquí está. Totoro. Nierda. The intro to that game was fucking insane. You called Gavron in the very beginning. Oh, you hear Leon. 
I like when he's like, when Leon doesn't know what he says, and he's like, sorry. And he's just, sorry. <laughs> he's trying to leave his house, and he gets a fucking axe thrown in his head. <laughs> Mike! That game's a cl- I can't believe you never finished that, Nick. It's such a great game. Yeah, I got to the castle. <laughs> That's like the middle. Yeah. It's, not, it's like the easy part, but it's just a little bit harder. Yeah, I didn't stop because it was hard. <laughs> I stopped because I got bored. How? It's such a good game. Such a good atmosphere. Such good action. Except the controls. Kind of con- the controls are kind of iffy. I like the controls. The controls are kind of iffy, Eddie. <laughs> Maybe because you've never played actual real tank controls. <laughs> no, I played Code Veronica. <laughs> Code Veronica? <laughs> I know tank controls, all right? Fa- they're fucking my, bad. That was my favorite thing when you first played Code Veronica. And like, you're like, oh my god. <laughs> it seem- It feels worse than like... Resident Evil 1. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. This is the worst fucking controls I've ever played in a video game. Like, what I didn't finish heck? that either. I never finished. I just I stopped after I saw the helicopter crash. And like I think someone's doing a somersault or something. But Resident Evil 4, I thought I had really good controls. Yeah, Resident Evil 4 has like a million times better controls than Code Veronica. <laughs> but they're still a little eh. But the bad thing, like, if you don't play it, if you stop playing it and you come back to it, it's like, oh, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I, you get confused, like, very fast. I don't know if I have that in my house right now. No? But if I did, we'd be, I'd drop that shit in right now. Yeah? I think the quickest I beat that game was eight hours. Bro, where's your fucking computer? You can install it in, like, five minutes. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, I have it on PC. Yeah. <laughs> it actually is installed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's we'll play it, RE4 after this. It's always installed. Definitely not. I'm not trying to play. I'm trying to play OG version on the projector <laughs> <laughs> on a fucking GameCube. Where's your GameCube at? Don't have a GameCube. Eduardo has the GameCube. That thing is rest in peace. Eduardo oh. broke it with the bat. That's too bad. GameCube has had a weird controller, but yeah, Resident Evil 4 was dope. I thought the controls were... I liked the controls when I think back on it. Last time I played it... Liked them better than Co-Veronica. <laughs> I thought they were good... Because you do... You don't move fast, right? Like, you have no. to hold the... You have to hold, like... There's a dedicated sprint button combination. But you have the... Like, you have the quick 180 turn. You still... It still keeps up the... Um, it's like the notion of being able to walk like a normal no, human being. this dude. is what it is, all right? This is why... Because it still holds the original notion of the original... It still has the same feeling of the original Resident Evil controls where, like, moving made the game scarier because how bad it... Like, how hard yeah. it was. Because you feel, like, so trapped when you move like that. When they took that away in Resident Evil 6, the game was retarded it was so stupid when you can like you're just sprinting and you're doing slide kicks and you're doing akimbo pistols killing zombies like that is what <laughs> no that, man that game's ridiculous by design it has to be that fucking six is what about punching the rock dude the oh, fucking boulder five dude <laughs> like five has the same control scheme as as four but it's still <laughs> i think I think because is is Resident Evil Two remake is it a bit more fluid than four? Oh, it's 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 fucking smooth. Yeah, it's like modern Real controls. Smooth. It's pretty good. Like, I like I like it real good. Yeah. It's like modern third person controls. I'm pretty sure. So it's just like it's just the updated version of Resident Evil Four. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the crazy thing, the tyrant, man, that shit fucking scares the shit out of you. I can't wait. I was thinking about buying on PC, but I'm busy playing Killer7, so you know how it'd be. I told Nick, like, if you beat two, you have to come back to four and beat it. Dude, I'm I'm waiting for the remaster. <laughs> oh, just finish. You know four. they're gonna fucking do it. Nick, that'd be the oldest game Nick ever finished was Resident Evil Four. It'd probably be the oldest game I've ever gone back to. But I'm pretty sure if they remake four, they're gonna cut out some people. I feel I feel like that's what's gonna happen. Ooh, like the big cheese. Why he's like? It's a remaster. They're not gonna change it. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they cutting? Who's too controversial for 2020? Yeah, who's too who's too off the cuff? The weird fish thing. <laughs> fish is too controversial. I thought that game was pretty... I like how they all spoke Spanish. That was a cool yeah, touch. Yeah, cool. You know what was the coolest thing on that game? You shoot the water and the fucking fish thing eats you. The intro was the best part. Because they just throw you in like a small, small like area with like 40 enemies and they're like... Okay, here we go. You're either gonna learn the controls or you're gonna fucking quit right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's the great one of the greatest intros of modern gaming for yeah. sure. Best thing, don't go into the house. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrifying intro because you're just getting you got no it's ammo. Like the controls are bad. You're low on ammo, and they're like, okay, here we go. You, you gotta got, fucking get this. <laughs> you got no ammo, and then you go into the one house that seems like a safe haven. Everyone goes to that that two two story house. Like it seems like everyone just with the gate. But you have the shotgun in there. Yeah, that's like that was the first house I went into. For some reason, I was attracted to that one house in the middle. Ran into it, cutscene, and you hear a chainsaw, and you just yeah. this is a mistake. <laughs> this is a big mistake. God, why? This was a big mistake. That game is terrifying. Yeah, it's not. It's not terrifying because of the context. It's because of the controls. <laughs> no, I feel like that game is just heart pounding. I feel like. It does. Especially at night when you play in the dark. If I could control it better, I wouldn't be my heart wouldn't be pumping that fast though. I think that I don't know. I feel like it'd still be heart pounding because how limited everything is. Like I always felt like run out of ammo. And they just have so many scenarios where it's just like the barn, the barn part where you're just stuck in a barn. You just have to hold up until they, like, you never know when it, when you're done either. You just have to hold up until the game, like, cuts to a cutscene, you know? <laughs> you're just like, how long does this go on? I'm running out of ammo. Wait, you talking about the part where you get, you get surrounded by, like, a herd? Oh, my God. On the bridge in the barn with Louise? Dude, that part's scary, dude. That part was terrifying because you, you, know you never know when it ends. It just keeps going. Remember the end of, like, a... Right, right before you get to the castle. That was like the last boss fight I did where the fucking dude, you're in like the barn fighting him and he's swinging on the rafters yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That area felt so tight. Like it felt claustrophobic. He was like on you. Yeah, that was scary. Yeah. A lot of their boss fights feel, oh, they have a lot of enemies that, that do that. Like the, um, when you were in the castle, did you get to the blonde, the blind guy yet? I literally just got to the castle. Oh, the blind guy is st- straight up terrifying. He fucking comes out of nowhere, dude. He fucking scares the shit out of I'd you. I'd say I did like act one of the game. <clears throat> there's a there's an enemy in Resident Evil 4 that's in the castle. Oh no, the game gets waste get the enemies get way more no, remember the war- the the ones you need the scope for? Those are way those are the even worse. But um there's an enemy in Resident Evil 4. When you get into the castle 
it's a part of a puzzle, so you have to go go in here. You walk down these stairs, and it's jail cells. And then you see that you have to walk up to this one jail cell with this one guy who's strapped up in, like, crazy person thing, and his eyes are sewn shut. And then you try you go walk up to the door and he just bursts out of it. He breaks his cuffs and he has <laughs> and he has those weapons. They're like Wolverine claws, the three claws blade, blade, but but a bit longer. Yeah, and break these he has cuffs. yeah he has these three he has these long blades that are like this long, and he can't see you but he can hear you. So he just he just charges at you swinging in this small little prison. Oh, I'll tell you, there's even a worse one. So, like, you walk around, you see these bells. So you're oh like, okay, God. I have to shoot the bells, and he has to attack it. And then the only way you can kill him is if you shoot his back. Or with a rocket launcher, which is, like, how you kill anything in Resident Evil 4. That's my strat, is you always have a rocket launcher on you for bosses. Because every boss is a one-hit kill with a rocket launcher. That's fucking amazing. That's the strat. When you beat the game, you get the unlimited rocket launchers. Yeah, the unlimited launcher for a billion pesos, which is a steal. and uh there's another that same enemy shows up later in the castle do you remember this one in the small cage this cage is about the size of my room (laughs) and it's you and that blind fuck and you have people on top of that with fucking crossbows guys outside the cage with fire crossbows shooting you and this blind fuck just swinging and there's like one bell (laughs) One bell, and you're just kidding. you're just like I don't know what to do. But the, the bell's on the other side of the fucking fence. Yeah, yeah. Oh it's terrifying. God. It's terrifying. It's just tension. You're like, wh- who thought of this? Was like, yep. What kind of sadistic motherfucker? The guy who made the evil within. <laughs> I swear, it's the size of this room. You're Leon, and there's that crazy motherfucker with claws for hands and blind. And then there's another enemy in the third area of the game, which is an island. And these things are like ab- these things are abominations. Yeah, but you need you need the night vision. Yeah, they're genetic mutations or whatever. Normal, you know, normal residual stuff. Yeah. And you need an infrared scope because the only way you can kill them is there's a parasite in their body, and when they're Coming at you, you have to look through the infrared scope, find the parasite, and shoot it, and then that won't even kill them right away because then like they just regenerate and you have to do it again. They're the they're the type of Resident Evil enemy where you just have the best options to r- get like run past them because it's way harder. You're wasting some way more ammo keep trying to kill them. But there's like you have to like shoot like six of them in their body. But I think like at one point there's like one that has like a fucking armor on him. Yeah, it's either that or get a Chicago typewriter and just l- unload. Infinite bullets. <laughs> what did I just not get to the good part yet? Why is the first third of the game boring? <laughs> it's not boring. All it got is the shark and the boss. No, dude. Don't you remember the the, the trolls? The trolls. You got the little kid. In the the troll was stressful for five minutes. That shot up with a rocket launcher. <laughs> no, there's a because there's two paths. Remember the part where two paths after the did you go to the second path? I checked both of them. The Fuck one, with the, one of them. The two chains. <laughs> the two chainsaw sisters. <laughs> That was that was terrifying. That's a real that's a real man's path. I've <laughs> never I've never ever done that path. It's too scary to me. <laughs> Those chainsaw th- people are scary. They have like they're terrifying. Okay, I'm gonna tell you if I if I do go back to it, I'm gonna restart from the beginning because I even forget some shit and the controls are gonna be rough starting from the middle. <laughs> the chainsaw 
stain chainsaw people still terrify me. I still think they're scary with the one eye in the bag. So if I played, I'd probably download on PC. Yeah. I heard PC version plays really well. 60 frames per second. Super smooth. Nice. Um, The European cover for that game is so much better than the American cover. Show me. It's the similar. It's the one on Steam. So I only know the one, the one uh, that Wardo has. Yeah. R E four. <coughs> Euro cover. It's the it's the alpha cover. It's terrifying. It's so scary. Wait. Yeah, this is way cooler than the other one. Is there a high definition one? No. This is the European cover. Yeah, I've seen that before. That one's fucking awesome. It's it's so ominous. Yeah, See a chain. The American one just him like this. <laughs> yeah, he's holding a gun. Yeah, that was fucking generic. <laughs> was fucking it looks like someone just looks like an action movie. <laughs> yeah, this is and this is the PS2 one. That one's fu- that that one's probably my favorite. I think this is the one on the Steam on Steam. That's the one they use. Which is the better one? This is the Wii one, the black and white. I like the red one better. That's cool, though. Yeah, and then this is the American one. That's so fucking lame. <laughs> He's straight up Photoshop. And then I think this is, yeah, this is the this is the other American one. Even that's better than the normal one. I wonder why they didn't use that cover. It's so much it's better. It's clearly so good. I don't know why they yeah, didn't. Yeah, see, this is the Steam one. This is the Steam <coughs> banner for it. Well, that's cool. It's just like the it's just the realistic color scheme of the game. Yeah. <laughs> Original Resident Evil Four, because Resident Evil Four wasn't supposed to be like that. That was there's a a rough draft of Resident Evil Four that's like it's scare. It's more. It's a. It's in a mansion. It's another mansion. Resident Evil. But it's it was sounded freaky, it sounded really strange, like really, really. It sounded like Silent Hill Two strange. Silent Hill Two is really fucking good though. It sounded like Silent Hill Two, because there's ghosts and shit. But they never got made, and then took that dude just I forgot his name Takashi whatever made this Resident Evil Four. Six nine. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. I guess we should just since it's 2020 you gotta drop your your list Nick where's your list mine's not finished but I'll still drop it give us what you got I'll still drop it (laughs) Pornhub's for fucking normies what do you wanna do we got we got lists but not not top of the year not the best of 2019, the best of the 2010s. The whole decade. The and whole not 100 like decade. all these other pussy sites are doing. Only 10. ten. Quentin Tarantino's doing a ten, top 10 for the 20 for the decade. What a beast. But he hasn't put it out yet. He said Dunkirk is number two what? on his list. Oh, shit, dude. Dunkirk? Yeah, Dunkirk is really good, though. Yeah. But that Dunkirk was like. Christopher Nolan's hey, Warren, most did you do lists. No, that's fair. He was, Dunkirk is like Christopher Nolan's most 
like grounded movie. Everything else is like a sci-fi or a superhero movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like his, it's his movie movie. Like spot on movie, yeah. What about that new movie he's coming out with, Tint? Like something like Inception, just different. Eddie, how done are your lists? How close are they? I have nine for movies and six for albums. Oh, only six for albums? Seven, if I... Or eight, if I put the other two I was consider, seriously considering putting on. Maybe nine. What do you want to start with, movies or albums? I'll put movies. Yeah, I'll go with movies first. Yes, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. me and Eddie have overlap on movies. <laughs> Only like two or three. I think two. Yeah, two. Oh, dude. Yeah, I think two. We have a lower overlap of two. I rattle them off. The movies first, I guess. Now, do you have anything to say about your movies? Why you put them on the list? Or do you just put them like, duh, it's good. They're the best <laughs> fucking movies of the you decade. Don't have a re- you don't have like a thought process. Let me give an in-depth review of yeah, all ten. I want to hear your analyses of why <sighs> why were these movies good enough I'll to give put a short. in a decade. Because that's a long time. You can do, you do yours first. I gotta have a lead by example. <laughs> All right. Mine aren't in aren't in order either. Mine's not 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 in particular order. Well, both of mine are the same. The first one's the best, and then the rest of them aren't in order. <laughs> so the first one I wrote down on my top ten films of twenty tens is The Tale of Princess Kaguya by Iseo Takahata, twenty thirteen. It's the only animated film on my list. Um, it's a Ghibli movie. It was Isao Takahata's last movie he made before he died. And I, first time I saw it, uh, I torrented it. I saw it on my computer. And I really, same way we all watch everything. I really liked it when I saw it in 2013. Thought it was really, really good. But recently, um, in December, yeah, December. I went to see it in theaters, and that really, that kind of solidified it. I saw it in theaters and said, wow, yeah, this is one of the best films of the decade, easily. It's one of the best animated films I've ever seen in my life. It's, first off, it's beautiful. Um, All the backgrounds are watercolors. And That's nice. The animation is just ridiculous. It took really long to make, and you can see why, because there's a lot of attention to detail and a lot. It just It's handmade, too. It's everything. This is the same year Big Hero 6 came out. So if you watch this movie and then you watch um, Big Hero 6, you'd see why like it's such a crazy flip between the two. And... I think everyone should see it. I think it's two and a half hours long. It's not... I wouldn't say it's a kid's movie either. I think it's just a film. I think it's just a really good film that anybody could enjoy watching because visually it's so striking and the message in it and the story because it's based on an old Japanese folklore. So, you know, that you already kind of suspend your belief for a lot of things. Definitely top 10 easily. I fucking love that movie. 
it's probably I think it might be it's up there. I think it's either first or second on my favorite Ghibli movies. It's either Totoro or that or my favorite Ghibli movies. So yeah, that's my first. 2013 Tale of Princess Kaguya, Kaguya Iseo Takahata, rest in peace to the god. You want to alternate? Like I give my first now, then you give your second. Yeah, let's I'll just do it like second. that. All right. My number one movie of the decade is uh Mandy. Mandy's fucking so good. Twenty eighteen Nicolas Cage film. I was not expecting that. Really? What were you expecting? Legitimately. <sighs> not a joke. Probably Dark Knight, probably. That was 09. Yeah, I looked that up. I'm like, dude, 09 honorable mentions. Yeah, Dark Knight was 09. That's one of the first the ones I looked one. up. Dark Knight Rises was it's not, not that it's not, it's not that great. <laughs> it, it, is, it ain't no Dark Knight. Inception's way better than but <laughs> Dark Knight Rises. Inception came out in like 2011. You're number one. <laughs> You're number one. You, also, you liked for the visuals a lot. The yeah. visuals in Mandy are fucking striking. I love the saturated red backgrounds and how everything looks so fucking vibrant. It's like a meltdown. The whole movie's like an acid trip. Pretty much, yeah. It's so fucking good. But the ending with this fucking smile, that's the best. Nicholas Cage has like a legitimately good performance. You know, sometimes he's wacky and sometimes he's like, wow, this man's a fucking actor. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, was one of those. Yeah. It's no Raising Arizona, that's for sure. Yeah, this movie's fucking wild. It's easily my favorite of the decade. It's great. It's a it's a wild ride. Yeah. It's a journey. It's it's dark, brooding. It's a good tale of revenge. It's experimental. Yeah, it's, it's art house. Something different. I love how it takes its time. It really takes movies try and rush too much. This it really takes its time with what it like how methodical it is. It's. It's the metal album. Yeah, it's fucked so good. It's a straight up metal album. So that's your number one. What else is on my list? Oh. <laughs> had to put it on here. Fury Road? I had to put it on. <laughs> Mad, Mad Max Fury Yo, Road. Yo, that overlap. Come here, man. That's fucking so good. I saw this movie four times in theaters. I saw it twice. And I would have saw it 20 more times if I had the money. <laughs> <laughs> I you know what that's also my number two so let's talk about this one together <laughs> I love this movie with so fucking so much good. of my heart I have a question what was better you saw was it better than Road Warrior or hard that's really <laughs> that's <so> hard, hard. <laughs> it's so because hard because we we saw Road Warrior well the what's theaters. the experience are we talking about Road Warrior at home or Road Warrior on the widescreen in on the theaters because that was pretty fucking OD I think both both movies are obviously the best. Like they're the top of the Mad Max. Yeah, they're obviously the best ones. Mad Max One is great. It's weird. It's yeah, like, it's a good. It's Aussie. It's got that it, Aussie yeah. feel to it. It's a good like uh, introduction to the world. But Road Warrior just so fucking good. It just like amps everything up. Before, this is you have the before and you got the aftermath. Of, yeah. What the fuck? Mad Max One doesn't feel like a post-apocalyptic no. movie, and then Road War was what every post-apocalypse copied. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Even like it's Fallout. <laughs> Fallout copy Road War. Everybody copied Road Warrior because it's it's brilliant. 
But that's hard. Road Warrior or Fury Road? Because they're both. I so gotta say, Fury Road. It's so fucking good. Just like the raw performance, <laughs> the stunts in that fucking movie. It's like a, it's like a two-hour adrenaline. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the other one. Road, Road Warrior. If it's more raw, you see more shit go raw? down. Raw? Excuse me. <laughs> Fury Road's pretty fucking raw. <laughs> well, they were using CGI in that movie. It's not a not lot. Really, they they use CGI to like animate mountains, and yeah. then they are like, "Hey, Tom the Hardy." Actual things they were doing is real. <laughs> They're like Tom Hardy, can you walk across this truck while we're driving it? <laughs> like that shit people could have in the third act where they fucking they they like uh, swing around on the thing. Tom Hardy actually did that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he his ass got pulled out of the truck. Yeah, I mean, it's hard. I think everybody. Who everybody who's seen this movie, it's pretty easy to put on your top ten list. Yeah, it's it's like it's the literal definition of tour de force. <laughs> Have you seen it in black and white? I haven't seen the chrome the the oh, chrome no. version. It's fucking. It's I like it in black and white. Yeah, George Miller, director, <laughs> said there's only two ways you can sh- you can make this movie. Either you blow out the colors till they're ridiculous and super saturated, or you do it in black and white. He originally said his favorite no. cut. He said his favorite cut was the black and white one, but people. He said it wouldn't have done that well in theaters because people would be yeah. like, "Oh, it's an art house movie." I gotta say though, something I really love about it is how there was not a script for this movie. The whole movie was written with storyboards, storyboards. which is fucking awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all a stunt. The whole movie's a stunt. <laughs> yeah, the um, such a great movie. So what is line? <laughs> what is yeah, there's really it's just it's hardly any lines. It's the it's just a bunch of grunts. Mm. It's the greatest comeback story because if you think about it, you have to think about the time too. Action movies were what really shitty. You that, not that good. You had Fast and the Furious mostly. We had like Die Hard seventeen. <laughs> yeah. No, you gotta think. All right, so this is Avengers, Marvel Cinematic Universe is in full full yeah. kick. They already did Avengers 1. Avengers 2 came out this, around the same time as Mad Max Fury Road. Every action movie was CGI overblown. They were dumb. There was no point. They were just made for money. There was like Olympus has fallen. Every, but then every, every country was falling apart and there was like Gerard Butler was saving them or Channing Tatum was saving the president. <laughs> and then all this stuff was going on. Every, superhero movies were blowing up, yada, yada, yada. And then out of nowhere... George Miller's like just said I'm making there's new Mad Max coming out and you're like whatever all right whatever <laughs> yeah Thunderdome fucking oh, two point yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you left this he left the world with Thunderdome which is the worst it's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. in the desert <laughs> it's awful <laughs> so bad and you everyone's like whatever whatever and then he went to Comic Con with the trailer and he showed the world the trailer you're like. This Holy is crazy. Shit. What the fuck is that? <laughs> this movie looks insane. They're like driving these a double decker Cadillacs through the desert. <laughs> and then the movie came out. I saw it the day it came out. Me too, I think. Like In, day or day after. I saw it the day it came out on the earliest showing with Jake. I didn't get that close. I wish Jake was with us because we experienced the movie for the first time together. I wish we saw it together, man. That would have been a cool experience. And I remember I remember almost crying. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I remember almost crying in the beginning. I was like, "This is beautiful." <laughs> I I always I always always every time without fail I get a little emotional every time I see like the Lawrence of Arabia 
the Lawrence of Arabia shot of Immortan Joe's entire crew just charging after Furiosa. And you just, the wide shot, you see everybody. I get emotional. I'm like, <laughs> this is beautiful. This is cinema. This is, that is cinema. Man. This is what I'm talking about. Every time I saw it in theaters, I got so, I go, I almost cried every time. It's just overwhelming. You're like, this is what, this is why I want, this is why you want to make movies. There's like a theme in our top two so far. It's like they both take advantage of how cinema is a visual medium. It's like, done so fucking well, the visuals. You don't have to. I love that. Like just that. That always got me. All the action sequences, the colors, the acting, the characters. I always got emotional in the beginning when Furiosa, when she just looks in the rearview mirror to see behind her. I don't know why. I just always got emotional. Like I started watering in my eyes. I was like, that shit hit me the soul. That hit me right here <laughs> in my heart. Honestly, Tom Hardy. Cool. Tom Hardy's so good for that role. He plays like the quiet Mad Max really yeah, well. I love that movie. And I love how simple it is. There's no bullshit. It's there's so a, there's good. a lot of um, what's the word like subtext. There's a lot of like metaphors for things in it. That's what George Miller utilizes a lot that I like. He doesn't <clears throat> say anything outward, but there's a lot of symbolism. Like, like there's a huge feminist feminist message in it. But like you just have to watch it and you see it. But he's not saying like. He's not yelling it in your face. He's yeah. doing it subtly. And if you're an idiot, you don't pick it up. But if you <laughs> actually you have like a brain cell, you're like, oh, there's obviously a feminist message about this. Like a Morton Joe having these slave wives. He can just get pregnant whenever he wants. And they break free. Like if that's not one of the – it's one of the most important <laughs> feminist movies of the last decade. And they don't even know. The feminists made, don't even know. It made $300 million. It's literally the most popular feminist movie ever made. You kidding me? Like the main character is not even Max. He's never the main character in his own movies. Yeah. And this one, it's Furiosa. She's like way cooler. Like she has this cool backstory. She has one arm. Half her face is painted black. It's tight. Shit, you're right. You got everything. Was... You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you said it, man. And you're more passionate than I am, and I fucking love this movie. Um, and I hate the complaint. The worst complaint I've heard. I heard it from a friend. They're like, it's so dumb. It's just you go, they drive one place and they drive so back. So fucking triggered. That's what Juan said about the fucking movie. I was so pissed what? off. He said that? Yeah. <laughs> that's he hates the, it. That's the beauty of it. Yes, it's so fucking it's how many, how many du- you have to? How many dumb action movies came out at the time where... They have way too overcomplicated bullshit. They were like, back they're trying forth. to control the world. Why? Because they want to. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole movie is like, oh shit, we got to get away from these motherfuckers. This is so perfectly simple. It's just a girl trying to escape with slaves. They drive a place and they drive back. Yeah, you see what else came out. Dark Knight Rises. I mean, I I like it. It's good, but... but The plot is so ridiculous. Yeah. It's too long. Competition would be the Dark Knight. (laughs) Yeah, because that's a great... But, like, I'm... But... And then you have... Also, this is another funny thing. I think after the fourth time I saw Mad Max... A couple weeks after, my sister, it was my brother's birthday or whatever, and he was, I don't know, three years younger than me. And uh, my sister wanted to take us all to see Age of Ultron, Avengers 2. So bad. <laughs> I remember sitting in that theater, going to the theater, I'm like, why don't we just see Mad Max again? You're like, no. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to see Avengers, not Mad Max. I was like, all right, whatever. 
I went to go see the first ten minutes of that movie is completely animated. It looks like Blade Two fight scene, <laughs> like the Blade Two fight scene in front of the lights. I know it, what you're talking. It about. looks exactly like that, and I remember just thinking, "Why?" Mad Max is down the hall. There's, it's, it's like real, why would I be here watching this when I could be watching Mad Max again? It's real people doing these real stunts. There's no pointless story. Like there's no overblown. St- like at the end of Age of Ultron, they rip a city out of the gra- out of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You don't, you don't see that in real life. That's for sure. It's so overblown. And Mad Max has this high fantasy. It none of it's real. It both of them are equally as fake. But Mad Max is still just more grounded. It's it's not even grounded. You're it's like it's not. But compared like, to remember that shit in the in Mad Max, Max like has a fatal car crash but he gets yeah. up you're like, i don't know why that happened but i believe all right i'll go with it because this movie's tight but great definitely the greatest action movie of the decade easily like there no competition john wick this movie i feel like if this movie wasn't made i don't know if john wick would have happened because mm. john wick is super about that like no <laughs> the, the stories are so spe- like i so saw scarce. john wick one john wick one was tight i feel like George Miller saved action movies with Mad Max Fury Road. That's what I feel when I watch it is he saved the genre because you see some things that came after it. John Wick. Um, what else? Um, <clears throat> yeah, then John Wick kind of... Then John Wick brought saved action movies. <laughs> but you see, like, George Miller came back to action and said, you don't need... All the CGI trash you don't, overcomplicated You don't need an overcomplication. You just need... Cause the, you just need good action. The beauty about action films is it's <clears throat> transcendent. It transcends language. People in Japan love Mad Max because there's, there's no talking. It's all there's action. There's barely any. There's it's like all, four lines. <laughs> it's all action sequences. That's why Kojima loves Mad Max because you don't need talking to show a film. You just need the action. And that's all Mad... Like Road Warrior... there's no talking barely Max doesn't say anything and it's just action sequences and you every culture understands it every culture understands action some cultures don't understand other cultures and dialogue and how words work but they understand action and that's the beauty of action films and that's what Mad Max represents it represents that beauty I'm pretty sure this is your number one no. <laughs> Are you sure? I love this movie, though. No particular order, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, it was did you, that you had Mad Max? My second was Mad Max also. S- number two on my list. So what's your third, then? All right, let's uh, open it up. That's not a movie. <laughs> That's a lifestyle. I have Birdman on here. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That's one Birdman my- was so fucking good. I just love... Mexican power, baby. <laughs> <laughs> The whole Love movie, that movie is like you can you can't see any cuts. The amount Mexicans. of acting talent brought forward to film like a thirty minute scene, <laughs> a play. It's just a play. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's so fucking good. The act, just the acting is so good. The story is cool, but the acting is great. <laughs> yeah, best scene when he's ru- running in the street and half naked. Yeah, and he busts in through the front of the theater. He starts acting like he's like. You, me. Yeah, it's such a good. It's a good. Um, Michael Keaton's fucking good actor. It's a good. Uh, what's the word? 
um, existential crisis. Yeah, it really is. It's such a good existential crisis. Uh, Michael Keaton gave such a great performance. He gave it all he could. Um, Enrito, such a great director and writer. Chivo. Chivo, the best cinematographer of the decade, hands down. He's the guy who shot the whole movie. And he shot all of The Revenant, too. He's he's like the he's gr- fucking good. He's the obviously the greatest cinematographer of the decade. I mean, Children of Men, um, Gravity, every Terrence Malick movie <clears throat> has tried. Like he's his visual style is some director's entire style now. Like they can't yeah. make a movie without looking like it was shot by Chivo. He's the only cinematographer to win the Academy Award three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> he's a legend. He's the best. You can't fuck with him, you know. Can't fuck with Chivo. He's the greatest cinematographer Birdman's of the decade. It's fucking god tier movie. It's Easily great. movies that movies. Of I the love decade. the soundtrack. How it's just jazz drums. That's yeah. It. That's a good ass soundtrack. It's just these. It weird... really gets. It really gets the feel of the scene across very easily. Jazz does that really well. Yeah, and it's that... just drums too, so it carries the whole thing like that. <clears throat> yeah, I can. I could definitely see why. See that it's such. It's a really, really special movie. What is the whole title? Can you say the whole title? Nope. <laughs> Birdman or the the virtual of ignorance or something? Right? I don't know it. <laughs> I think I got it right. I'm gonna look that up. I think it's the virtue of ignorance. I wonder if I search Birdman, if Harvey Birdman would come up first. No. <laughs> Where's the full title? I love the whole thing about. I just love like the meta narrative. Like it's a whole theme about a washed up actor who played a bird. <laughs> yeah. It's just Michael Keaton. <laughs> Birdman or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. That's a great movie. Yeah. Really, 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 really good. Um I'm just looking at it. The wiki page right now. I wish I saw it in theaters. I saw it. I think I saw it. I think I saw a torrent. <laughs> Probably. That's another thing that's changed from the beginning of the decade to the end. Torrent, ice torrent, a lot of stuff. Early yeah, on. I don't do it yeah. that often anymore. I did like I don't even want to watch a movie if I can't watch it legally. <laughs> yeah, it feels weird. It feel now I feel like I'm actually stealing, <laughs> and I don't want to steal from things good, I like. Good fucking directors. I don't want to steal from things I like. I don't want to steal from fucking Birdman. <laughs> this movie, man. Yeah. All right, so third on my list, I got Shoplifters, 2018, Hirokazu Kurita. It's a Japanese movie about a fan, a really, really, really poor family who make a, get a lot of their things from shoplifting. And holy shit, it's fucking, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's it's on. I think I saw it on Hulu. It came out on Hulu. Exclusive, yeah. It was like in a. It's only. It was only streaming on Hulu, and pff, wow. <laughs> if you ever been poor, this is. I've been poor. This movie will hit you like homeless. <laughs> this movie will hit you in the heart. It will like hit you, and then when the end, you get to the end of this film. Like the <laughs> ending of this film is so. I wish we can convey these facial expressions to this podcast that he's got it's going on. The the ending of this film is so jarring. You're like, wow, I can't believe this just happened. It's such a crazy twist. But then 
because the character dies, okay? There's a character that dies, and all these things start coming out. All these people start making these connections, yada, yada, yada. But it's a movie that benefits from seeing it more than once because it's such... It's so fucking good. It's so good. It's so special. What they reveal, like what they show about poverty and how it really does make this group so tight because they live in poverty together, you know? Like they're Mm -hmm. in this shit together. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, they're in these scams together, you know? They're doing all this stuff together, yada, yada, you know? Because it's a whole family. It's an, it's a grandmother, it's two adults, um, like a twenty-year-old, and then two kids, just all living together in this. There's one, like there's one that is like abandoned too, right? Yeah, and it's one of the kids like was just found in the middle of nowhere. Shit. And um, it's a really great Japanese film. Great soundtrack by um, um, Harumi Hosono, one third of Yellow Magic Orchestra, which is one of my favorite bands ever, and. Um, I really recommend that movie. It's such a great Japanese film. It feels like it feels almost like classic Japanese film making. It feels like a lot of stuff from like Kurosawa era or oh, like like that old classic um, post war Japan. It feels like that, mm-hmm. even though everything is post war Japan after the <laughs> yeah. war. But it feels like that. Like fresh wound, almost specific era. Yeah, yeah, it feels like Ozu shit. It feels like like Ozu filmmaking, you know. And I really enjoy that that film. It's such a great movie. So, uh, my number four. Yeah, Ex Machina. That was really good. I saw that in theaters. This is a really fucking good movie. I don't know what to say about. Is this that the one, one with the girl? It's about the robot I, girl game. It's on sent, Netflix. Sent I have to man. watch that shit. It's really good. It's really fucking good. That's the yeah, one with Oscar Phoenix, right? Isaac, Isaac Phoenix. Oscar. Yeah. This dude gets played like a damn fiddle. <laughs> I saw it in theater. It didn't have such a big effect on me because I saw Black Mirror, and Ex Machina feels a lot like a Black Mirror yeah, episode. It does. It's like a. It's like an hour and a half Black Mirror episode. <laughs> yeah, it felt. A lot like a Black Mirror episode, but it was really well made, really great. Alex Garland's dope. He wrote, oh, he wrote, uh, what is it, 28 Days Later. I love that movie. Yeah, the guy who made Ex Machina wrote 28 Days Later. That's a great zombie movie. But yeah, it's just well made. One of the best zombie movies <clears throat> of all time. Acting's good. Oscar Isaac dance. The dance sequence in the red light It's pretty good. Um, Dom Hall Gleason. He was in he was in Black Mirror. He was in season two. He's a great actor. Um but yeah. There's not much to say about it's it. Just it's a good, just kind of a movie you gotta watch. It's a good sci fi film about androids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Um on my number four. I had to put him on here. I had to put Shape of Water. I had to put Del Toro. Okay, by the way, Shape of Water is my number eight, but it's not ordered. Yeah. It could be my number two. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shape of Water is so fucking good. Guillermo is definitely one of my favorite directors. He's pretty good. 
I feel like he's been what he can make, what he can do is nobody else can do. Yeah, absolutely. He's fucking one of a kind. The way he can um put really strong political messages or these really heavy themes <clears throat> into these genre films. Like you look at something starting in his career, starting his career with, you know, Kronos is great, but Devil's Backbone, mm-hmm. where it's this ghost movie taking place in the middle of the Spanish Civil War, and then that is followed by, I think it was like Mimic. Because Del Toro's he's so weird because he can do these really strange artsy movies and then do these Hollywood blockbusters. Yeah, like, you're yeah. crazy. And then he can creep you out in Death Stranding. <laughs> yeah, and then, so he did Devil's Backbone, and then let's just skip to Pan's Labyrinth, which is like, they're, they're spi- Pan's Labyrinth is a spiritual successor because kind of doing the same message as Devil's Backbone, but Pan's Labyrinth is a class. It's ama- it's one of the best movies of the two thousands. It's 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 beautiful. It's sad. It's beautiful. It's one of my favorite movies ever. It's just this great <clears throat> fantasy in the middle of the Civil War with all this awful shit. They bring they brought it back to Netflix. Hell yeah. Watch it. Watch Pan's Labyrinth. And you know, and then he made like the Hellboy movies. So he hasn't, I don't think he's made a, it took a while for him to make a straight up Del Toro movie in the 2010s. It took up to the shape of water. Yeah. I feel like everything else was like in his vein because, you know, he makes monsters. He's great yeah. at making monsters and stuff. But nothing was really specifically his. Silent Hills would have definitely been. But oh, that yeah. never got made. Fucking travesty. And then Shape of Water came out. And the basic concept is if the creature from the Black Lagoon and the girl actually fell in love. It's so good. Me and the world saw this together. It's a, such a great film. Yeah, that's a good time. <laughs> um, we're loving <laughs> Yeah, it's a great movie to see with your bros. Great <laughs> romance. But hey, man, it's a mad good movie. I love it's just it's It's a straight-up optimist movie. That dude... I forgot. I was Michael Shannon, name. so fucking intimidating. Michael Shannon. Yeah, he's scary. He's yeah, a weird he's face. Fucking scary, he's dude. A scary monster. Yeah, he's a scary face. Dude, the way he looked at me at like the forty-minute mark. <laughs> his fingers I'm about just to cry. His <laughs> fingers just decaying throughout the whole movie. But I think the real reason I put it on here is because I think it just came out at a really good time. I think. It's because it's it's overall message is that love is real. Mm-hmm. Love is a thing and it's powerful and it transcends everything. And then you know, there's also like, oh, humans are the real monsters, not the monster. You yeah. Know? But that's like every monster movie. <laughs> yeah. But the whole f- it's such a great romantic movie. It's it like really is. It's like straight up romantic era. I put it's like a best Wong- romance of this decade. Yeah, or? it's like a Wong Kar Wai movie. The way. Del Toro does handles romance how it's so romanticized. Yeah, like the whole idea of the shape of waters. Love is the perfect form of love is water. It goes and moves together, you know. And then he had the, also the cool thing about the cinematography is that it's always moving. It's never still. Like every time, it's always moving throughout the film, like water and the love, you know. It's and then the final scene is. You don't get emotional watching that when he's reading the poem and they're underwater together. It's like a perfect fairy tale ending. You're like, 
you did it again, you fucking bastard, you, <laughs> you piece of shit, you did it again. How can you always do this? Why are you so good? God damn it. He's fucking good. That's such a How'd movie. you make Pacific, how do you do these big blockbusters in this shit? You're crazy. <laughs> but that movie is, it's just beautiful. And off something so strange, such a strange concept as a lady falls in love with the with the sea monster. Fish. Just yeah. falls in love with the fish man. And then that, you know... Falls in love with the dude from Hellboy. <laughs> yeah, it's so... And it's that whole concept, it's so easy to pass off to. Yeah. You know? So many people are like, oh, is that the movie the lady fucks the fish? Why would I want to watch that dumb shit? It's like, you motherfucker, like, you need to watch you this You obviously movie. didn't watch it. Yeah. You obviously <laughs> haven't seen it because you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and you're obvious. It's so much more than that, you know? Yeah. It's so special. The fact that it even got made... Really, goddamn, that's a good movie. I love that movie. I think I have the Blu-ray in my house. It's my sister's Blu-ray, but I never gave it back. <laughs> Mine's now. Like, this shit is mine. Never gave it it's back. It's my top ten. <laughs> never gave it back. I love that movie. Oh, I love Del Toro with all my heart. I fucking love that man. All right, Nick, what's your five? Did you do four? Uh, yeah, I did. F- my four was Ex Machina. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My fifth is The Hateful Eight. That's good. It's fucking... Dude, this whole movie. The whole thing. I love the way it progresses. Do you just want to add your uh, your first movies I wish I saw in the 2010s now? Since you're on the Tarantino one? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I didn't fucking see it. <laughs> seen it? Didn't see it before the decade was out. Let's see yeah, it was good. You like that? I fucking love that movie. One of your favorite of the decade. I'm really disappointed. Yeah. You the also best Tarantino of the decade. I'm gonna say yeah. Earlier, you reminded me of when you're talking about the sh- movie about the fucking shoplifters. You reminded me of Parasite, which was another uh, movie I really wanted to fucking see. Too. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. It's still playing in Ontario. Yeah, but that's a mission right there. That's a mission. The way Hateful Eight progresses. Like the whole the whole, how everything unfolds, I think it's fucking perfect. It yeah. feels so right. <laughs> the way the story builds the up. The cool thing about it, Netflix has the extended cut of that movie. Oh the damn! Roadhouse? The Roadhouse cut. Yeah. The bits are good. The acting's good. It's actually kind of funny in some parts. The way it builds upon itself is fucking great. Yeah, I really enjoyed Hateful Eight. Um, I know a lot of people who didn't. Dude, they said it was too. Sl- I mean, oh my god! There was three. There's three Tarantino movies this decade: Django, Hateful Eight, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Django is Kill Bill. <laughs> and the last two are like every other Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, because um, his movies don't have a lot of action. I don't think people realize that. Yeah, they're not really. His they're movies, not really. They're not action movies. His movies are all talking. Yeah, Kill and Bill Tarantino. Writes great fucking dialogue. Yeah. Kill Bill Volume One and Two are the exception. <laughs> Tarantino, and even those have a lot of talking. Tarantino is so good with dialogue. You watch Reservoir Dogs; it's all talking. The, the whole movie's literally one room talking to each other. Pulp Fiction, all talking. Jackie Brown, all talking. All talking. <laughs> what was the other one? Death Proof, all talking. I don't understand why people thought Hateful Eight was slow because it just felt like a Tarantino movie. Yeah. And I I really enjoyed it. I don't. I watched it twice. I think 
and I remember thinking, like, yeah, this is really enjoyable. It's every, it's just all the characters are like work well together. Yeah, Channing Tatum shows up out of nowhere. That's funny. <laughs> shot in the fucking. Face. I love how he got Channing Tatum in the movie, and then he blew his fucking brains out. <laughs> yeah, that was. Sick. He pops out of the basement. He he says hi to his sister. And he gets shot in the back of the head. He take. He took too long. Yeah. And the ending. Oh fuck! Is, it took too long. <laughs> the ending is crazy. Yeah, they're that is like one of the bloodiest fucking movies. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty crazy. Sam Jackson's great. Dude, Sam Jackson, I think he took the he took the she stole the show. He had the best performance, I think. Yeah, he face fucks a guy in the middle of the snow. Dude, the way he delivers that monologue though is so fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty sick, and he's just laughing. Yeah, <laughs> he's like. <laughs> So what you gonna do, old timer? <laughs> so what you gonna do? <laughs> I love that. Like Quinn really added a lot of great, like the small conflicts. Like there's the the, the Confederate soldier, and then Sam Jackson yeah. wearing the Union outfit. It's really great uh, baits, like setups. For yeah, the setups are so good. Really good setups. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. But yeah, it's a hard choice though because all three of his movies are really good. Yeah, Tarantino makes fucking good movies. I loved Django. I considered Django, but this took the spot for me. I didn't want, I didn't want to put both on there. I liked Hateful Eight a lot. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But none of his movies are on my list. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's Tarantino. He steals all his ideas anyways. <laughs> hey man, great artists steal. <laughs> um, My... What are my five? I think so. Yeah, my number five, I don't think is on anybody's top ten list ever in the whole world, maybe. I put Looper by Ryan oh, Johnson. I thought you were going to put a 2012. good time. What was that when you showed us at Jake's house? Yeah, good time. Is it on there? No. Okay. But I have their movie that came after it on here. <laughs> You saw Lighthouse? I wish I'd seen it. That's that in the ones I wish fucking, I'd seen. It's fucking crazy, dude. I'm so mad I didn't see it's, it. It's insanity. It's just insanity. It's fucking like, what the fuck? I wish I saw it. It's just insanity, the movie. That's all it is. It's just straight insanity. It's 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 perfect, right? Yeah. Dude, it's just a lot of fucking fighting. It's like this. And it never really comes down. It just yes. goes... It just gets worse. It just climbs. It's just a climb. There was one point where I got really confused. I'm like, uh... And then you just remember they're going crazy? Yeah. (laughs) It's just, all right, anything passes. Anyways, I have put Looper 2012 by Ryan Johnson. I saw this movie for my birthday when it came out. I thought this movie was advertised horribly. I thought it was all right. No, I think the movie's great. I think yeah. it's the best sci-fi film of the decade to me. You're right about that. They didn't advertise it too good. If you ever go back and watch the TV ads, it's advertised like an action, action film. Movie. Yeah, they advertise it like fucking Bruce Willis yeah. versus Joseph, Gordon- Joseph Gordon-Levitt face-off. And if you ever watch it, <laughs> it's, it's not that. It's the opposite. It's the complete opposite of that. It is like a hard sci-fi drama. Like it's like an art. It's an indie movie. It's a sci-fi indie movie. Yeah. <laughs> um. I really liked it because I the well, Ryan Johnson's a great writer, so the writing is really done, well done. The way it does time travel is great. He really sticks to his rules. No, I like the way I'll say this. I like the way they're like 
He sticks to the rules, but I likely Bruce Willis is like, man, fuck time travel. It's <laughs> bullshit. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. Who the fuck cares about the rules? <laughs> yeah, I really enjoy how Ryan set up these strict rules for his time travel and follows them exactly. Yeah. Like, if you ever look up arguments in philosophy, the way they set them up is they try to make them so you can't deny them. They just try to they they try to make A plus B is C, and you can't say it isn't because it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And I like that a lot about Loopers. That's why I think it's the best sci-fi film of the decade because it sets itself up and it doesn't really break off of that. It follows yeah. its rules strictly, and it's really it's I mean just face off, but you know it's it's really well done. And I love the has Akira in it. It's it, good. It's a good movie. Bro, they have an Akira kill scene in it. The kid is that's that's Akira. That's what he is. He's he's Akira. Ryan Johnson put Akira in this movie, and then he showed when he blows the dude up. I was like, I was watching in theaters, like, this is Akira. <laughs> I'm like, yo, he put he made live action Akira. This shit is sick. <laughs> Ending's amazing. I love the ending. How he's like, I saw it, and it's the and I love the clock, the talk, the clock keep ticking. Yeah, it's a really good. Joseph Gordon Levitt had a really good monologue there at the end before he fucking deep six himself. Yeah, it's such a good movie. I think it's. I'm so mad it didn't get nominated for an original screenplay. I thought it was the screenplay is amazing. I'll I'll definitely say it's underrated. It's super under. I don't think it's talked about enough. It didn't capture. Honestly, it didn't even capture my interest that much. Yeah, I watched it like twice, and I was like, "It's good." I think go but, back because a lot of stuff's crazy. Like the scene where the guy—they're just cutting off the pieces of the guy's past self, and it's just falling off while he's running through the okay, city. Okay, you know what? The actual scene is like, "Damn, it's fucked up," and then it goes by real quick. But if you stop and think about that, it's like, <laughs> "Oh my god!" It's horrifying. This is fucked up. Or like, I love like this whole setup is that these guys work this job for the mob. And they know that in the future, they're going to get hunted down and sent back to get killed by themselves. Like, that's the job. Like, yeah. you know these people are crazy. Like, they have a thing. Like, they have something. There's a problem with them. Like, who would sign up for that? Hey, man, they make good money. That was his excuse. Yeah, He's they like, get the money's good. <laughs> He's like, oh, dude, the whole world is cool, too. I love the whole world that, yeah. he, that he made with the, you know, the whole Akira... They're all tele. What is it? I like the way they set up telekinesis. Yeah, they're all telekinetic. Where it's like some of these some some people are TKs. It's just some tacky bullshit where you float quarters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, he's like people <laughs> thought they'd be superheroes, but it just turned out they'd be they're just jackasses that float quarters in bars to pick up chicks. Yeah. Oh man, I love that movie. I love the world. And then they have the kid that's actually has superpowers. Akira. They, yeah. have, they have Akira. I love that scene where he's screaming and the dude. Explodes like in a cure. Yes, that's how people die in a cure. They just yeah. explode and turn blo- the pulp, <laughs> and then blood flying everywhere. Like, okay, you can go now. I love it. I love Looper. It's always it's on my top ten. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, I got number six is uh the disaster artist. <laughs> Hell yeah! What do you guys say about this one? Yeah, let's hear it. Shit, Loki. I just saw this movie the other day. <laughs> <laughs> the performance from James Franco is fucking god tier. I'm gonna say it was pretty fucking good. He put in so much work to be Tommy Wiseau. Dude, it's fucking hard to be that guy. Yeah. It's and Tommy Wiseau is an interesting person. Imagine yeah. trying to be that man. His characteristics, the way he talks, the way he moves. I don't care. Bro, I'll do it. <laughs> the ending of that movie is the best. Let me introduce you to the new Joker. 
Oh, you see that, that fucking meme, Eddie? Remember I showed you that shit? Dude. That's God's here. The ending credits of that movie but are the, the fucking, fucking best. <laughs> it's, it's based on The Room, which in and of, in and of itself is Ridiculous. hilarious. We were talking about that before the podcast started. <laughs> or maybe we were talking about it in the beginning. I don't, I don't know when he started recording. <laughs> but that shit is so fucking... This movie's really good. I have to show my ass to sell this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really That was a fun ex- Theater going experience Yeah we all went To see it together right Yeah I think we that With Daniel too Miss Daniel Rest in peace yeah. Rip Danny <laughs> he's, he's somewhere out there Huntington. FedEx, Huntington Beach FedEx In Huntington Beach Go visit him Say what's up to Danny Yeah We'll give out We'll give out his address <laughs> He's a good man Um Yeah It's a great movie yeah, it's I thought good. Franco should have been nominated, but I think his Me Too shit happened, and uh, that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, he definitely should have been nominated. His performance was godlike. He just had to go grab some titties without some consent. Fucking Franco, <laughs> bro! You, he gets like he get free pussy, and then he just goes molest a girl. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Fuck you, James <laughs> Franco! You fucking bitch ass. All right, my number six. Also, I don't think this is on. I don't think this would be on anybody's list ever. I put "All Is Lost," um, twenty thirteen by J C Chandor. Um, this is a survival movie, um, starring Robert Redford's old ass, and it's about a man alone on his boat, oh, shit. and a storm comes. I've seen that movie. It's good, right? <laughs> it's fucking out of nowhere, dude. First of all, Robert Redford doesn't talk. At all, because he's alone on a boat, so why would he talk? It's like Castaway, but way more brutal. Way more, This it's like Castaway if Castaway had zero hope. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the title is All Is Lost. So it's about this guy on his boat, a storm hits, crashes it, and then he's just kind of stranded in the middle of the ocean with nowhere to go. So you're just kind of watching this movie, an hour and a half, of Robert Redford in the middle of the sea, just kind of losing supplies, losing hope, and just pretty much just looking for any anything to save his <laughs> save his old ass. And it's old Robert Redford, old. Ooh. He's doing his own stunts. Ooh. And for me, I think this kind of kicked off the whole um, survival movie thing. That was that kind of what is it came to prominence, you know. Wait, I'm just gonna fact check something real quick. Yeah, so this came out in 2013. Two years later, Revenant comes out, and then I think it was this year Arctic came out with Mads Mikkelsen, which is really really good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just saw it like last year, and I thought it was. It's just I love it. I really like it. I really enjoyed it. I love the claustrophobia of it. How and I love how Saul. It's so solitary. It's just you and Robert Redford. And Robert Redford, he's Robert Redford. He's a legend. He's a great actor. And yeah. it's just weird to see him in this indie movie. It's just it's an indie movie. And he's just stuck in the middle of the... It's just... It's a trip. And uh, I like the ending is really good. And I think... I definitely think... I think it's one of the best movies of the decade. Really well-made Obviously, it's on the list. Yeah, and that guy's a really good director too. He does stuff like uh, a most violent year, and um, 
something else I can't remember. No. Rob Ruffer just started it. JC Chandor directed it. All right, Nick, what's your six? Seven. I already said my six. Oh, I can't count. I put it's climax. <laughs> I want to see that. I put Logan on here. Okay. I mean, it's probably the best superhero movie of the decade. Yeah, easily. I love the way. Okay, superhero movies at this point. Okay, here, let's do this it's again. It's copy and paste. That's what it is. I know. It's shame. <laughs> let's do this again when we think about the time that it came out in. It's Marvel at its peak. <laughs> Post Deadpool. So they so Deadpool proved you could make a make rated an R rated movie out of a superhero film. They were doing all this they were doing the cinematic universe. They had all these superhero yeah. movies coming out. And then we get Logan, which is like out of nowhere. This depressing nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> superhero X- genre needs to die movie. X Men is like falling apart. Who's like X Men's dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's Wolfrey. No, they're, no, they're trying to bring dies. it back. Is it the point where they're trying to bring it back? But it's like, no. Just okay, hold on. This opener touched my heart. <laughs> it's Logan wakes up drunk in a fucking limo on the side of the freeway. He gets he starts to get carjacked. They're fucking trying to steal his rims, some some low rent fucking hoods. Vatos. He gets out and he tries to fight Jesus him. Christ. And it's like the equivalent of having ED. He can't fucking get it up. His claws get stuck in his hands. He's old. Yeah. He can't do shit no more. You see some titties in that movie too. <laughs> yeah. Do you do the see? fight that he kills these motherfuckers, it is so brutal. And it, this is not Wolf, the Wolverine that you know. It's so effective. This is like a real fight. These people could have fucked him up. Yeah. He, like, barely kills them. It's, like, the most violent shit. He, like, stabs this one dude right through the fucking head. It's a cool movie to think about. It's because it's our... It is a lot of people's childhoods. Like, I grew up watching... Watching... What's his name? Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yeah, me too. And then you see this, and it's, it's really, like... like oh it shows you that you've grown up. Yeah. You've grown up since X Men One came out, you know. Like I remember seeing X Men Two in theaters. Yeah, fucking hell, dude. X Men Two is so good, but you know David Hayter, Solid Snake wrote X Men Two. No, I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of bad. <laughs> X X Men Two, the the best X Men movie, Solid Snake wrote. <laughs> Think about that. Anyway, that movie is a trip. Just to like deal with nostalgia and stuff. Right? Yeah. Wow. Everybody, everybody old. Everybody dies. Yeah. Um, Naruto's still it. bad. Professor X got like dementia. He's fucking losing his mind and accidentally killing people. In that movie, who's that tan dude? You mean the albino? Yeah. The opposite of tan, Eduardo. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> That's Stephen Merchant. He's Ricky Gervais's friend. Who's that tan dude? Oh, all right. He voices Wheatley in Portal Two. <laughs> Yeah, man. And then, in, then it's just this little girl. It's like she's she's the next generation. It's a symbol. It's That's just the whole the whole movie's like this. It's just fucking. He's X-23. old. He's old snake. Boss. <laughs> uh, it's oh, so good. God. I fucking loved this movie. It's really good. Really good superhero film. It's probably the best. Yeah, def. It's yeah. Dark Knight didn't come out this decade, so it's the best superhero film. <laughs> yeah. I can't think of any one that's better. 
I like Spider-Man a lot, but I would never yeah, say that. Yeah, it's not better than Logan. No, I would never say it is. My, what is it, seven? Yeah. Well, yeah. Then the one you haven't read yet, yeah. next I up. only have two. I never. I don't have a ten yet, but I, so I only have two more. But my seven, Parasite. <laughs> I wish I fucking saw it. <laughs> um... Parasite 2019, directed by Bong Joon-ho. I, ha- I have a feeling it would be on my top ten. <laughs> I, I forgot about that movie was coming out. I'm like, wait a minute. What's that movie coming out? I'm like, oh, fuck. Parasite came out. It's that reading movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to read? <laughs> All right. So I went on a trip with the homie Jake, the homie Mark, the girlfriend Alex. Went to go see, went, drove all our, drove our asses all the way to Ontario. This is, I'll, I'll go through the whole day since we haven't had a show in a while. It's a pretty, it's not a funny story, but whatever. So, first of all, we had to go to Ontario. The expensive ass Edward Cinema. Spent like $25 on two tickets. And, um, we got there early, so we had to walk around. Walked around, because it's right next to the mall. Victoria Gardens Mall, the Ontario Mills. It's right in the same. It's in like it's attached. Yeah, it's attached almost. And we were walking around, yada yada yada. You know, I'm walking around. I go to the Nike store. There's no Nadal tennis clothes, so who gives a shit? Um, mall smells like popcorn for some reason. <laughs> Too many people there. I hate everybody. And we go into the theater. I bought these seats because I thought this theater was like a normal theater. The the auditorium, I mean. Yeah. I bought seats, and you know, my girlfriend said those seats are really close to this to the screen. And I thought it was going to be kind of like Harkins, like uh, yeah. like a stadium style, like how the th- screen is far away. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, we'll be fine. I we go in the auditorium. It's like ten feet away, isn't it? <laughs> Straight up, <laughs> it's like a it's like a like a school. It's like a classroom. It's tiny, and it's like. Like really, really vertical. It feels very vertical. The the, the auditorium, yeah. It feels like you're. The seats are awful. They're like this. They're mm-hmm. ninety degree angles. You can't bend or turn or anything. And we go to our seats, and I look at the screen. And you're like, and I'm in it. My the screen's three <laughs> feet from my face. It feels like, and I was <laughs> like, yo, we gotta go back and exchange these tickets for different seats. So we have to go back, and then we exchange our tickets, and we finally get to see it. And the movie is a masterpiece. Yeah, it sounds like it fucking is. It's it's straight up a masterpiece. Everything I've heard about it, I'm still pissed off. I seen I can't it. explain it because it kind of it doesn't explaining it doesn't do it justice. The way the movie <clears throat> comes together and everything come like un unfolds, you know, it's like a, yeah, and. The whole message behind it, it's another movie dealing with poor, poverty. Yeah, it's I feel an, like it hit me pretty hard. It's another, a lot of those, a lot of the scenes in that movie hit me right in the heart, just like Shoplifters did, but Shoplifters doesn't have, it has humor, but this movie is definitely funnier, and Shoplifters doesn't have like this weird class battle. There's no rich people in Shoplifters, but in Parasite, you see the direct gives a lot better contrast between rich yeah, and poor. Yeah, it gives you the high contrast of the poor and the rich. It's so high contrast that you see the poor, the family, the poor family lives at like the bottom to, of Korea, like 
And then to get to the rich family, they have to like walk up this mountain, like this, like they literally live at the top of the mountain, and these poor people live in the slums at the very bottom. It's like, the best way I've heard the movie explained, I haven't seen it, but this is what I'm basing it off of, is like I've heard people talk about the one scene, the storm. Yeah. Where like to the rich people, it's just some beautiful. Rain. It's like it's just nature. It's just nothing to them. They just admire it. It puts it to the poor people. It ruins their fucking lives. <laughs> yeah, like their kids. That scene hits you in the heart. It hit me in the heart because there's definitely some specific stuff. I was like, wow, I know that. I know about that feeling. <laughs> but um, it's a masterpiece. Bong Joon-ho has been such a is, is such a great Korean <clears throat> director. I mean, The Host, Snowpiercer, Okja, this, Okja. I don't know how you fucking pronounce it. But that guy's a legend. Love that guy. Fucking crazy. Snowpiercer's tight. Great action film. And uh, I think everybody should see Parasite. I think it's not going to get... Because, you know, the Oscars are whack anyways. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely not going to get its recognition as it deserves. Oscars are weird, dude. For sure. Yeah, Oscars are whack. And my next my next movie, I'm I'm pretty sure won't get any recognition as by any awards, really big awards ceremony, and that sucks too, but I'll get to that later. But yeah, Parasite. Go see it. It's still playing in theaters. Go see it while it's there. It's amazing. I want if it was playing in my area, I would have seen it maybe four or five times. I wish it was. I would fucking I'd go with you. I would have seen it four or five times. I've only I only got to see it once, but after I saw that movie I was like, wow, like uh, this is something special. This really is something special. So my number eight, we already talked about it earlier, it's the fucking Shape of Water. What's up? My, I almost said my eight. <laughs> what the fuck? You ain't got a list. Say you're one. <laughs> All right, one, The Masters. The mas- That's on my wish I had seen it list, bro. I got five. I was going to read this bitch <laughs> Even right Even Eduardo has some stuff you never I got to talk about this shit. I wish I had seen these five. These five hurt that I haven't seen them, all right? Under the Skin, One Spot Time in Hollywood, <laughs> Lighthouse, Parasite, and The Master. I fucking love The Master, dude. Those five movies, Joaquin, I did hurt dude. that I haven't seen them. <laughs> he did hurt, dude. He- Joaquin Phoenix is a fucking great actor. Yeah, I haven't seen the Joker. Her almost made it on my list. No, I haven't seen it. I saw it. It's good. He carries the whole fucking movie. Yeah. But yeah, but the master dude, you can't fuck with that movie. It's fucking. It's too good. (laughs) Dude, he just drinks a bunch of shit in that movie. But. Yeah. How many more you got on your list, Eddie? I got two. How much do you got? I got, well, I got nine and ten. So two, yeah. Okay. My number nine. Oh, my next one, my ninth yeah. one on my list is um, Uncut Gems 2019. The Boys. Also, Josh, I haven't fucking seen this. Josh and Benny Safdie. The Kings of New York. The new Kings of New York. <laughs> Fuck everybody else. I saw this movie. I traveled through a goddamn snowstorm to see this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just like if I was in New York. I love Josh and Benny Safdie. They have been 
they've been on such a great rise from the early 2010s when they first came out with their debut up to now. This movie took 10 years to make. It took them from 2010 to now. So that's what Adam me. Sandler's been doing. <laughs> no, Adam Sandler didn't read the script till recent. <laughs> oh, like, shit. They've been trying to make the movie for 10 years. That doesn't oh. mean they were making it for 10 years. They were trying to get investors to, yeah. like, they were trying to get money. They were, they, Adam Sandler was always, always the main character. Adam Sandler rejected the script, I think, two times or three and times. And now he's bitching about wanting an Oscar? He's trying yeah. to let the shit go? <laughs> that, that's where they hacked his fucking Twitter account. <laughs> <laughs> but this, they, I love Good Time because it's, sh- I mean, Uncut Gems, because it really shows you the process of filmmaking, how they really found... Because if they made Uncut Gems in 2010, wouldn't have been the same movie. Would not have been as good. Because they needed to make something like Daddy Long Legs, Heaven Knows What, um, good times specifically to to really pull, flush out their filmmaking yeah, ability. Really find themselves, and this movie is the culmination of their work and what they've made throughout all the whole decade. I when you showed us Good Time, it Jake's. I it love good. good Time. I remember you just kept telling us about that one scene all the way until it led up to it. We're like, yeah, this one, this one thing's just really violent. This oh, dude's the, fucking dead. The, I remember that one part. It was like. Yeah, the acid part. That part was crazy. The guy from Captain Al- uh, Captain Phillips. Phillips. Yeah. It's like, the, don't they make the dude just drink like the whole bottle and yeah. fucking kill him pretty much? Yeah, like you're supposed to do tabs of acid. He gives him like a quarter <laughs> drink, straight liquid acid. But He's fucking dead. Uncut Gems is also a masterpiece. I said this. I've said. I said this. I said Parasite is a masterpiece, and it's gonna be like on the top list of everybody. But Uncut Gems is also a masterpiece, but it's just a different movie, and it's different thing. Like they're completely different, but the this this 2019 brought you Uncut Gems and Parasite, which are two masterpieces that are complete opposites of each other. Yeah, but they it's, that's the great thing about film is they coexist with each other, and you can both they can both be your number ones, and I mean Adam Sandler. Holy shit, his best performance. Can be good when he wants. <laughs> his best, the best performance of his life. Yeah? Yeah, straight up. Um, Kevin Garnett. Even better than his Click. Only, <laughs> Kevin Garnett, his only, pro, his only performance of his life. It's a brilliant, it's anxiety, the movie. It's straight up. It's just the movie entirely. The trailer gave me anxiety. The whole movie <laughs> is just anxiety for two and a half hours. Or two, I don't remember how long it is. No, it's two and a half Whatever, go see it. It's in theaters. I've already seen it three times. I'm probably going to see it a fourth before it leaves. Over here. Everywhere. AMC? Yeah. Oh. Eduardo. Free. <laughs> I'll go, go see <laughs> I'll see Uncut Gems as many times as I can. Because like I said, if Parasite wasn't came out over here, I probably would have saw that and Uncut Gems a whole bunch. So, yeah. Two movies from 2019 made it on my top of the decade yeah. list. 2019 sounded like a good year. I wish I saw them. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of movies this year. All right. My number nine is Grand Budapest Hotel. That's a good movie. It's good. It's pretty fucking funny. It has so much. The movie has so much personality. It's quirky. It's a Wes Anderson film. Yeah, you had a choice between Moonrise Kingdom and this, right? That was the two. His two that came out this decade. The other one uh, about the dogs. I love dogs. I love dogs. Is his third one. He made three this decade. 
Yeah, Grand Budapest Hotel is fucking tight. I want to say Fantastic Mr. Fox came out oh nine. Oh nine, the <laughs> oh nine honorable mentions. <laughs> came out in two thousand nine. So Eddie, I put Eddie, it. we gotta make oh nine honorable mentions. That's another. That's another episode. <laughs> Fucking love that movie. That movie definitely didn't come out anywhere near. <laughs> yeah, Life Aquatic's like 04, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has Willem Dafoe in it. And yeah, that's a good movie. I like when Willem Dafoe gets uh, he's like, I can't believe you didn't pick me to be leader. <laughs> he's like, I want to be leader. God damn it. He starts like Wes crying. Anderson's a great movie maker. I, I like, love Wes I Anderson. I really like Grand Budapest. Yeah. Really good. It's quirky. <laughs> it's got personality. The best thing about that movie, he has a face for older women. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like Grand Budapest. Isle of Dogs is really good. I saw it in theaters with Wardo. Yeah, we saw that movie. Yeah, I wanted to go with you guys. <laughs> that was a dope That was a dope movie. Really good. Really good animated movie. It's not Fantastic Mr. Fox, yeah. but it's good. I love okay, I a, love Fantastic Mr. Fox. In that movie. Oh, yeah, it's dark. It's a, well, I mean, the movie's about a, do- a movie where they shove dogs on a trash island. Yeah. Guess what's on the dog? <laughs> it's just like a skeleton of a dog. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right. Um, my list isn't finished. Maybe I'll give a tenth movie later in time. But on my nine. On my, yeah, my nine, right? Yeah, I just did eight. eight just what one haven't you said? There's only one All left. Right. My last movie on my list, it's not ten, but I have An Elephant Sitting Still, 2018, Hubo. This movie, it's nearly four hours. It's a Chinese film, and it is fucked. This movie, I feel like this movie is really important. I think it reflects what it's like growing up in the modern world. What it feels it feels like a very modern movie and it's harsh realism. Super harsh realism. There's almost no poetic anything in this movie. It's so like this is reality and it's hopeless. Like the whole movie is hopeless. It's brutal. For three, for you're watching this for nearly four hours, and there's, it's just brutal, harsh reality. You're seeing these young people in China, like it all takes place with these high school kids, and then this one guy who's, like, in his twenties or something. And it's a, a lot of it's just about, oh, and there's an old guy too. So it's like three generations of people. This old about an old guy whose whose son wife is trying to kick him out of his own apartment so they can raise their kid or something. It's fucked up. Um this these young these high school kids who get in get in trouble where they they send they get in a fight with this one guy and send him to the hospital and this other guy who his best friend just killed himself because he found out he was sleeping with his wife. That's how they start the movie. <laughs> that was just the start. Um, There's different stories in the movie. Yeah, it's, it's like Boogie Nights. No, it's more like Crash. Magnolia. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more like Crash. It's kind of like Crash. It's that storytelling where all these these lives intersect yeah. at a certain point. It's like that movie with Brad Pitt and like Dan. It's like Babel. It's like Amores Perros or Babel or Twenty. Like yeah, like those Inarritu movies, but. 
I don't know, watching it, it just kind of feels like what it what it what it's like to grow up in the modern world. It's because it is modern. It came out in 2018, and and in China too. But I feel, but this what this represents is worldwide. I think younger generations are having to deal with what this young what these young characters are dealing with in this movie. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, like I I said that it's a harsh reality, and there's it's all it is is harsh realism. Mm-hmm. But still, there's that little 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 thing of hope that I think is that reflects humanity so much you know cuz i th- cuz that's the thing about human hum- being human is that everything can be going horribly wrong but for some reason you still have hope yeah <laughs> like it doesn't make sense even in something like mad max mad like mad max he represents hope in the wasteland <laughs> he really yeah he do <laughs> but oh man i really love this movie and I'm so glad I discovered it this year. And the harsh reality of this movie only gets amplified when you find out the director killed himself after he finished editing this movie. He was 28. That's fucked. He was 20. I think he was either 28 or 29 when he killed himself. This is, oh my on, God. This is his only movie he's ever made. And it's really, so, I think it's something that later in time will really get looked at. Re- I think it's a movie you really have to keep looking at. Because I think it's going to be, it's really important. I think it's a really important film to come out. And I think it, it'll it be looked back on next maybe 50 years, 50, 100 years or something. I think it's really important, really special, especially the way it's shot, how intimate it is with all these characters, the existentialism of it. And like I said, because I, I, I think he killed himself because something to do with his producers on the movie, which shows a lot about, you know, movie making and shit. And yeah. it's in China, so China ain't easy, bro, especially nowadays. Yeah. China ain't fucking easy. So. Ain't no rush hour, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, he ain't giving me rush hour three. That's fucked up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I really recommend it. An Elephant Sitting Still. It's not an easy watch. Not an easy watch by any stride of imagination. It's... Like I said, it's brutal, and it's nearly four hours, so it's not an easy watch, but it's such a great experience. One <coughs> of the best films I've ever seen in my life. Makes you want to w- make movies like it. Like it's one of those where you're like, "This is what this is for. This is what movie making. This for. is what movie making. This is this, this is, is cinema. <laughs> this is cinema. This is what makes it possible. Yeah. This is what it is." All right, you got it. You go. You take it. All right, my number 10 is Wolf of Wall Street. This was just a really fucking fun movie. This movie was really fun. You had a lot of choices with Scorsese, too. He made a few movies this decade. He made Shutter Island. Um, Was that this decade? I thought that was 09. (laughs) Was it? I I think I checked that very first, and it was 09. Yeah, bro. Oh nine honorable mentions. Dude. That's just because we're stupid. We don't remember. If it wasn't oh nine, it's getting re- Wolf of Wall Street's getting replaced. Shutter Island was twenty ten. Oh shit! You. I knew it. Fuck. I knew it was the start of the decade. Replacement. Shutter Island. <laughs> such a fucking good movie. <laughs> it's a really strange movie for Scorsese. He's, He's never made a horror movie, and then he makes this, dude. or like a psychological thriller. 
but he made silence. Not a horror okay, movie. I fucking loved Shutter Island though. Ever since I saw it, I'm like, this is a fucking good movie. <laughs> yeah, you he has a go back a, and rewatch it sometimes. He made Shutter Island, Wolf of Wall Street, um, Silence, The Irishman. Like watched it. Fucking Irishman's that's not one of my favorite movies of the year. But not the decade, but all of Shutter Island just feels like like something's not quite right. And then you don't know what's wrong until the end. The whole movie just feels a little off. The way people talk to each other, how people act. Yeah. No. The Amazon movie, Steve Carell? Yeah. Is it? It heard it's good. It's pretty good. I liked it. Pretty fucked up. Yeah, but pretty good. You know, Wolf of Wall Street. Honorable mention got bumped off by Shutter <laughs> Island. I thought it came out in '09. <laughs> oh yeah, he made Hugo this year too. Oh, fuck. Hugo, dude. I fucking <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. He made a kids movie. <laughs> Honestly, that was a really good movie. I have that movie. <laughs> it's good. I heard it's a great movie. I always forget <clears> he <throat> made that movie. I'm like, fuck. Doesn't feel like a Scorsese movie at all. Sure, Island's God's here. The man's mind is playing tricks on him. And then you rewatch, and then you watch it a second time. Yeah, and you're like, oh my god, it's crazy. <laughs> it all makes sense. <laughs> it all makes sense. I love now. the. I love that. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I love Straight that up. bit where he like picks up the gun. He's like, I can tell this one has ammo by the weight, and it's just a piece of wood. <laughs> he goes to shoot it, and he just rips it in half. <laughs> <laughs> he's, like, <sighs> he's fucking holding it in his hands, freaking right. out. That was films. That was our my decade list is almost. Cool. I have a few things I want to see. I mean, you could just adopt something from my list. <laughs> nah, I, I got like movies I have like picked out that are like I have to make time for them because they're like five and a half hours long. Mm. But there's some things I want to see that like I saw Che rec- like recently, and that it wasn't. It's not on my top ten, but it's really great. It's like four and a half hours long or something. Mm. But um, it's two parts. But <coughs> yeah, that's the films of the decade. Recommend all of those. All of them. I'll They're just, so good. Everything we said is actually a masterpiece. All right, I'll just run through them real quick. So mine was Tale of Princess Kaguya, Seo Takahata, twenty thirteen, Mad Max Free Road, twenty fifteen, George Miller, Shoplifters, twenty eighteen, Hero Kazu Karita, Shape of Water, twenty seventeen, Guillermo del Toro. Looper, 2012, Ryan Johnson, All is Lost, uh, 2013, J.C. Chandor, Parasite, Bong Joon-ho, 2019, Uncut Gems, 2019, Josh and Benny Safdie, and Elephant Sitting Still, 2018, Hubo. I'll run through Moonlight, mine. Moonlight might have been on my list. I, I did see Moonlight. I really like Moonlight. It's pretty good. And it was kind of like... I uh, haven't uh, seen that shit. Kind of scratching the head on top. Not going to so, lie. Yeah. Barry Jenkins did a really good job on that movie. I'll run through mine real quick. Mandy, 2018. Mad Max Fury Road, 2015. Birdman, 2014. Ex Machina, 2014. Hateful Eight, 2015. The Disaster Artist, 2017. Logan, 2017. Holy shit. The Shape of War, 2017. 2017 was a year, man. <laughs> Where's this next one? Uh, The Grand Budapest Hotel, 2014. and Not The Wolf of Wall Street. Shutter Island, 2010. Yeah, I want to... Let me see. By your name, that was good too. I wouldn't be on my decade list. No, Moonlight, that's for sure. Yeah, I like Moonlight more when it comes to gay cinema, but G- gay cinema. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Moonlight's just—it's about being homosexual. It was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty, it was pretty homosexual. 
pretty. It was pretty sad too. Moonlight. I, Moonlight. I like Moonlight because it deals with homosexuality in the South. Not only in the South, but in the context of being in the hood and being black. <laughs> so it's like he has to put up this super wall because he's he's in the hood. He has to seem strong so he doesn't yeah. fuck with. But it, in like doesn't support him. <laughs> mom's a crackhead. His mom's a crack addict. There's a big twist in the movie too, like the wow, fuck, what's his name? When the the guy Ali Marshall Ali. Yeah, he sells the drugs to his mom, and he's like, "Fuck." Yeah. It's that's a fucking big twist in the movie. The crack, the crack, crack circle, man. It goes in circle, goes in cycles, or whatever. And then he becomes a crack dealer. He he starts trapping when he becomes older. <clears throat> yeah, that's a really great movie, bro. It's just you just reminded me of that DMX song. He's hiding from DMX. <laughs> <laughs> where the hood? Where the hood? Where the hood? Yeah. <laughs> All right, I have like two movies from 2019, two from 2018. I got three movies on this bitch oh, from 2017. Two from 2013. I also got three from 2014. Fucking hell. <laughs> 2015. I only have one. That was Mad Max. Two from 2015. Hey man, I got a Death Grips album on my Are album. we doing let's do, well I don't even have a full list. We can oh. do top ten albums. I mean I only have six. Okay, here's how here's how we can run through it then. I'll do two of mine, then you do one of yours. Yeah, okay. Okay, number one. Definitively, this one is number one, all right. It's to pimp a butterfly. <laughs> this album's so fucking good. I, I still listen album. to it sometimes it. all the way through. That's number one right there for me. I got it on vinyl over there. Bruh. It's great. I'm gonna steal it. It's <laughs> a great <laughs> It's Dude, the whole good. album. It's fucking it's, it's poetic. <laughs> Best rap album of the decade. Yeah. A lot of my shit's rap. I listen to mainly rap. Best rap album of the decade easily. Yeah, it's so fucking but good. But it's a lot more than just a rap album. Yeah. <laughs> Can't believe it lost to Taylor Swift at the Grammys. Yeah, that really, was bullshit. Really, really helped me lose hope. It really helped me become degenerate. <laughs> Yeah, it really helped me give up on a uh, on award shows in general. Yeah, it really made me understand an elephant sitting still better when I actually watched it this year. It's like, oh yeah, that's why I gave up hope. <laughs> 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 all right, so yeah. I think we all agree. Tipping butterflies just fucking god tier. It's a tour de force. It's uh, political. I pay my mama's rent. Free my homies. Okay. Since I there. first heard it, I knew it was something special, though. I'm like, this is so fucking good. I remember it got leaked. It leaked early. I didn't hear it early. That album came out around the same time as The Powers That Be. Yeah. The Dead Grips Double LP. <laughs> fucking weird <laughs> to think <laughs> about. That's 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 what that's a conversation. Butterfly's so good. I don't know who to give the artist of the decade to, Kendrick or, Mo- or the Death Grips. <laughs> That's hard. <laughs> For me, that's so hard. Who's been more? Because Death Grips has been so consistently weird, and every album sounds different, but it's been It's so, all good. It's like none of it's bad, and then Kendrick has just made good albums all of the 2010s. He hasn't made a bad one. He made... Section 80 came out in 2010. Did it? Yeah, it was Section 80, Good Kid, Tip of a Butterfly, Damn, Untitled, Unmastered. And Death Crips put out a lot of shit. Yeah. 
Ex-military, money stored, no love, deep web, you know what? governmental I think, planes. I think it's got to be Death Grips. I put. I think it's Death Grips, even though I love Kendrick. I fucking love Kendrick, but Death Grips put out more, more consistently, all high-quality shit, yeah. all experimental. They all sound different. And they're all Death Grips. They're all fucking Death Grips, man. If there's any one band, one musical group, that I can use to describe the 2010s, I'd probably make it Death Grips. It's been a weird time. Yeah. It's been a weird decade, and it ended weird, and it's still weird, but Death Grips describes describes it pretty well, and Death Grips is, you either love them or hate them. I fucking love them. There's no, like, oh, I like Death Grips. They're cool. It's, you either love Death Grips or you, you hate them and you don't get it. Since we're talking about Death Grips... I'm going to skip two. I'll say it next time. It's my rotation. I'll go straight to three. It's ex-military. <laughs> 2011. Yo. I fucking love ex-military. Yo. It's really hard. I had the money store and ex-military on here, and I was like, ooh. Mm, I don't know which one I like more. I had to go with ex-military. I think the money store is better, but I've always liked ex-military more. It's like my personal favorite. <laughs> um, It's really good. I like this. That's a good. I feel like recently in the Death Grips, Death Grips discography, they've reverted back to stuff that sounds more like ex-military than anything. They've yeah. gone back to like live drums and guitars and stuff like that. Where I think Money Store is the one that sounds the most different. Yeah, nothing, that one's like a big. It's it's different. It nothing they've made has sound like ex military is I more lo- accessible. And I love the money store sound. I it, love yeah. the way money store sounds, but they, they completely abandoned it. Like the no, no love deep web sounds nothing like the money store and now they've just kind of reverted back to stuff that sounds similar to ex military but still different enough to where it's not ex military. But what's that one is that one song on um Money Store System Blower? Yeah. That's money <laughs> that's money store. Um Holy shit. I, I wish I had the track list in front of me. I'd like to talk about individual songs. On X Military, you got either of them. X Military. Go cross the block. Spread go cross the block. I fuck the music. I make it come. I want it. I, I need, it, need it to make me feel heated. <laughs> Dude, that was. I want it's a good song. Bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> they really just came out of nowhere and just kicked everybody. Dude, in they the fucked. Head. That's their debut album. Oh my god. <laughs> they came out of nowhere. They just, just came out of nowhere and kicked everyone in the teeth. <laughs> Yeah, it's they just showed up out of nowhere. I'm like, yep, we're Death Grips. <laughs> yeah. That I've never heard a name so perfect for me. Opens up with fucking it's open it's like a Charles Manson yeah, sample. A Manson sample. And then he's like, I am the beast I worship. He's fucking that song is manic as what hell. Is it? It's um I'm trying to remember the the lyrics. Dun-dun-dun. I stop my phone and burn. Hold on, I, I can do it. Hold on, let me, let me think about it for a second. I close my eyes and seize it. I clench my fist and beat it. I light the torch and burn it. I am the beast I worship. Yo, that's that's a death grip. Wild opener. Yeah. And then the second song's guillotine. Yeah. Yeah. It goes, 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 yeah. And that was a free mixtape. They just dropped it. Yeah, that shit was free. That's fucking insane. That's I'm kind of jealous of Fantano for that. He has every Death Grips album on vinyl. Yeah. I'm jealous of that shit. Dude, I fucking wish I had ex-military on vinyl. That one's rare. That's one of the rare ones. Yeah, that was like one pressing. Yeah. Fantano got it. Bastard. 
Bald <laughs> bastard. I'd fucking rob, melon. I'd break into his house and steal his vinyl collection. <laughs> Only his Death Grips albums. Only. He'll be just come back like, yo, what's wrong with my Ds? They feel, they're lopsided. They feel light. There's a missing spot here. Why are these Ds like this? Why are they touching? They should not. They should be just, you know, straight. Where are all my Death Grips albums? <laughs> Got him. Got him. What? One pressing. Not one album. Just one pressing. Like a one, one run of albums. One run of vinyl for ex-military. We're gonna fucking get those vinyls. <laughs> get it independently, dude. Yeah, that shit was so fucking good. Never find ex-military. Maybe it's just <clears throat> mad expensive. And then gotta the go tr- fucking pawn pawn shop. The track list for um money store. Hey, I'll get to money store because that's a yeah. Okay, we'll get song. to it. We get to it. But uh, right, so double it. helix on that album. I fucking love that song. I think it's on that one. Helix. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's a fucking great one. Okay. That's my first two. two. All right. First on my list, Black Star by David Bowie. I only Good. have six on my music list right now. I have a lot of shit that's still up in the air. Because my original rough list had like 60 or 70 or some shit on it. But, uh, yeah, Black Star by David Bowie, his last album. Mad Good. One of his best albums. Um, One of the most heartbreaking albums I listened to came at a really strange time in my life. It came out of time when I was listening to a lot of David Bowie. I was like, oh, I love. I was listening. I listened to everything he made in the '70s all the way up to Less Dance in the beginning of the '80s, and then I was waiting for Black Star to came out. Black Star came out. He dies. Album makes sense. And you're like, wow, he made an album about him dying. This is fucked up. And yeah, yeah, that's definitely on there. All right, let me just do my second then, because the second one on my list is uh, the Money Store. Store by Death Grips. Um, I found out about Death Grips. <coughs> Randomly, like just really, really okay. weird. Thank way. you, by the way, though, for yeah. introducing. I introduced you to Death Grips. I found out about Death Grips in a really strange way. There was this old, like, uh, video game journalism thing that was a branch off of Discovery called Revision Three Games, Rev Three. And the only way I heard about this group was Adam Sessler, formerly of X Play on G4 TV, joined this YouTube channel where they review games. It's like, oh, I'm gonna subscribe. I love Adam Sessler. And they had this. They had this uh, 24-hour charity live stream, and it was maybe like midnight, one, two, three in the morning, or whatever. I was still watching it because I was a fucking kid. And there was this this late this girl talking to this one dude. He's like, "I love. I open your laptop and I see the Death Grips cover of the Dick." And she's <laughs> like, "Yeah, that's my only. That's my that's my desktop background art." And she kept talking about how she loved Death Grips. I was like, "Who the fuck is Death Grips?" So I went straight to YouTube, looked up Death Grips. The first and video. had an experience. <laughs> This is when No Love Deep Web came out. So the first video I saw was Come Up and Get Me. And if you've heard that song, you're like, what the <laughs> hell is this? This man's just yelling in your face. I'm Stonewall. No, blah, 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 to the ceiling. Duck, okay. Yeah, he's just screaming. The video is weird, too. Video. I like the video a lot, too, because I was. Um, does No Love Deep Web have that one song, Uh, You Might Think He Loves You, But I Know What He Really Wants You For? No, that's governmental plates. Yeah, that's government plates. No that's Love Deep Web song. came is the video where it's like. I liked the video a lot because I was really getting into Kubrick, and it felt like a Kubrickian video, like how weird it was. He's getting thrown into a pool, yeah. handcuffed to a chair. MC Rides just weren't in black and white with a fur coat doing his arm weight arm thing, and he's just screaming at the camera. I was like, well, this is weird. So they only made three albums. And also at this time, I was really into torrenting entire discographies of artists. <laughs> I downloaded. used to do that. <laughs> that was my thing. I wanted to listen to everything an artist made. So I got everything Death Grips made, and... Fell in love since the first 
vinyl record I ever owned was the Money Store. Fucking good one. That's a good first, honestly. <laughs> and the Money Store is the Death Grips album I listen to the most. Money Store is really fucking good. It's so strange how they can make something so tormented, so like horrifying, <clears throat> but make it catchy. It's such a catchy record. I've seen so footage. Good. I've, I've seen, seen footage. <laughs> it's like it's such a, the beat. Every beat is catchy. The hook they have catchy hooks. I've seen footage. I've seen footage. I stay noited. I've seen footage. Who's that? Footage. Can't tell. Handheld video shot in hell. You know, like it's it's strange how they can make something so disgusting and repulsive be catchy. Yeah, and I don't think they've they've captured that sense. I don't think they've really. They've made they made l- louder albums. They've made d- more disgusting albums. They made raw songs. I feel like the th- the three must listens for Death Grips are Ex Military, Money Store, and No Love Deep Web. I don't know. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> I think it'd be Ex Military, Money Store, either Powers That Be, or Bottomless Pit. Hmm. <clears throat> Powers That Be is really, really good. Bottomless Pit. God, all their albums. They're all good. All Why of are them we except, talking about All this? of them except Governmental Plates. Governmental Plates is good, but it's not their best. It's, yeah. like, it's super more... It's I, government Plates, well, first of all, is free, so I have that on my phone right now. <laughs> <laughs> second of all, it's uh, that, sh- that album... It's a lot it has more like, electronic. Okay, it's hit or miss. Yeah, that I, album. It I has still, some fucking bangers, and some songs are all right. I still really like it. I love it though. It's but great. it's a lot more of the more droney. Yeah, more droney, more like more beat heavy albums and stuff. And um, I still like it. Ex military governmental place is important because they use a lot of the that sounds. Three hundred dollars for ex military. Yeah. Yeah. They use a lot of what they've gotten, what they started in governmental plates now. Like, a lot of that stuff in governmental plates, they're still using and, like, experimenting with. <laughs> From 333 and 33 cents. I might. Why not? Dude, I... Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Fucking love Death Grips. That's a good vinyl to own, too. Yeah. Only one press of ex-military. That's only gonna get more expensive. <laughs> yeah. I have one of a hundred. Yeah. I think the money store is just a gr- it's a solid. It's it's solid from track to track. Great opening. Great closing. Um. Get got. Get 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 got 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 got. What was the last one? Um. Oh my god, I'm blanking because I'm tired. Uh, it's not a told you can't get it anywhere. It's three yeah. and a half stars on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, I can't even buy it. <laughs> um, what's the last song on Money Storms? Blanking. I just remember the hook is "I'm in your area." I'm in your area. Or it's I love the start of his like no wins and outs. And he goes, uh, get it? <laughs> How much is it? One for forty dollars. What website is that? Where is that? Uh, it's fake. They're gonna send you a, <laughs> a, a an album of just the cover, and when you take it out, it's gonna be the money store. <laughs> <laughs> candy music. It's like no ins and outs. 
when you come out, your shit is gone, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Bitch. Yeah. Really? It was? I Blood Creepin's the last one on ex-military, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. This is a bad podcast. Wait, Death Grips, um, Money Store, Hacker. That's a great closing track. And uh, definitely one of my favorite records of the decade. My favorite Death Grips album for sure. And I can listen to it once a day, twice a day. I actually did listen to Ex-Military once a day for months. <laughs> it's a great album just to put on and be like, let's get this shit. I used to listen to it when I worked at the chicken farm. <laughs> All right, Nick, do your next two. Bandana. Freddie Gibbs this Bandana. year. Bandana. I'm going to say Piano was, I don't know, dude. I like Piñata more, too. Yeah. Dude, I don't know. I listen to both. There's one track off of Piñata that I'm like, damn, this is maybe my favorite track out of both albums. Piñata had some good, like, had some bangers. Like, okay, first and of all. Bandana had some good-ass songs. Deeper from Piñata, my favorite Freddie Gibbs song, probably. But overall, as an album, I like Bandana more. I like a lot more of the songs on Bandana. I don't know. I feel like. I don't know what you think, Eddie. I like Pinata more than um, Bandana, and I think I think Bandana is carried very heavily by Freddie Gibbs. I can and see I that. Pinata is just—they're both great on it. I think Madlib makes really <clears throat> great beats, and Freddie Gibbs drops really good bars. Pinata felt more. I almost want to say sloppy, but I know it's not. It doesn't. It's not because like I don't know. Pinata, no bandana. <laughs> Madlib made the beats on an iPad, <laughs> so you know. But it was still good. Uh, he made a lot. He had some really good beats, but it's just not. You know. I was thinking, I was, I was thinking he was gonna put more features and bandana. How he did in Piata. But uh, there was what, like, what, three? Dude. Fake like names, though? <laughs> I love fake names. It's so real, guys. That was my fake favorite, names. That was my favorite meme of the decade <laughs> 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 that I made. <laughs> that I, I think I was the only one that found humor in. See for this? Add the card. And they're going to send you a case with the ex-military artwork, and you're going to open it. It's going to be like an extra copy of the powers that be. <laughs> Wait, let me look at the one product review. What, Nick, why you stop talking? <laughs> hey, man, I don't know, man. I for, <laughs> I'm concentrating on what you're doing. I'm just well, I don't know what to say, man. I like to go back and forth with Eddie. I'm not good at carrying conversations by myself. I love Bandana. <laughs> no. You talking about Bandana? Bandana was fucking great. <laughs> my bandana. I might like it more because it's my introduction to Freddie Gibbs. I, yeah. I may be partial to it. This is sketchy. $4 shipping? <clears throat> That's a little... Uh... Anyway, okay, I'm going to the next album. My number four is the Doom, the Doom Game OST 2016. Damn. That 
I fucking love that. That shit chugs. That is such a good metal album. <laughs> Doom is a fucking cr- experience. It's a trip. First of all, the game itself, Eddie, you gotta play it on PC with the higher FOV. <laughs> yeah, I have to download all 100 gigabytes of it, but I will. <laughs> but the album, just Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon's so fucking good. That album's, I love it. I like that album too. I fuck with it. That ain't shit. <laughs> My favorite track is fucking uh, it's BFG Division. That shit. Is that the one that's like dum? Best one right there. I like when he performed that at the Game Award. That's my favorite. I've watched that video a lot when it got him to play at the Game Awards, and it was just crazy. He stood out so much. Yeah, he was fucking Slayer. That's a dope album, man. I fucks with it. I don't know what else I could say about it. It's a video game soundtrack. It has a lot of ambient tracks on it. Half of them are like actual metal like songs. That's like 12 minutes. Yeah. It's a long experience. These motherfuckers are looking at album records now. <laughs> yeah, Money Store and No Love Money Store, you can find everywhere because it's on Epic Records. It's like the easiest one to get. No yeah. Love Deep Web, I think, got repressed. But yeah. Ex Military is the only one that's like, yeah, we're, we're not going to repress it. I got No Love Deep Web when it was hard to find. My mm. copy's $60 and got shipped from Australia, so the, the, the cover's actually kind of fucked up and it skips. Oh. But it's that's you know, annoying. I have it because, you know, I have memories. Yeah. Uh, my third is This Is Happening by LCD Sound System. Came out in 2010. Um, Their last album, before they broke up, they got back in the last three years or something. But it's a great electronic album. A great end to the 2000s because that's when they really came to prominence was the beginning, like the early 2000s. And they really, this is their peak, was this album. That's the cot has wheels. The their peak their peak was this is happening. And then they were this out there said then they broke up. They're like, We're breaking up after this album. We want to end it on a good note. I'm James Murphy. I'm old as fuck. I got famous when I was thirty something. I'm over. I, I just I just want to go back to my normal life. Because he had he had a normal life and then L C D sounds system blew up and now he's famous at thirty something, you know? Yeah. So I just really, really, really love This Is Happening. That's like a 30 bucks or something. And, um, yeah, listen to it. It's an LCD sound system album. It's like electronic mixed with punk, mixed with talking heads. It's great. It's a great album. Probably not, but uh, that was a good soundtrack, Uncut Gems. All right. Oh, and then my... Well, my fourth was to pimp a butterfly. Well, okay. <laughs> my fifth is uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. I just listened to this recently, like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> First time ever. Ten years late to the party. It's a fucking great album. No one man should have all, all that. Twenty-first century skin soiled man. I did not like Kanye for a really long time. You're crazy. Kanye I made like so just heavy. recently re- when he released the album uh Yay, yay and got real yay, personal and yay, shit. Yay, yay, and he threw it away with uh 
Jesus is King. Yeah, it's kind of awful. Like I didn't, I didn't like. <laughs> I've, I've only heard like a f- like I only heard like a few tracks from Kanye Kanye off of like My Life of Pablo, where he's talking about like asshole bleaching. He's like, <laughs> I'm a god, and I'm like this arrogant f- motherfucker. I want to listen to this dude. But fame, famous is such a good song. But then like Man, I, uh, I then I heard that album, and I went back and listened to some more of his stuff. I still gotta listen to his original three. Bro, the fucking his first album is a classic. I can listen to it once a day. But it's I listen so to good. My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, and I was like, wow, I can see why everyone's putting this on their top ten of the fucking decade list. His first album is like, it's just so good. What what happened there? Is this all good? Yeah, it's oh. fine. His first album has so much personality and humor. Really cool thing to do with Kanye is listen to all his albums. Because you really see his how fame and changes his man. how his life changes over time from college dropout all the way to now, it's a trip. Yeah, <laughs> holy shit. Now, like back in the day, he was like, "Good morning," and yeah. now he's like, "Just cross <laughs> the sword." Yeah. yeah, Kanye used to be like really, really funny. He used to have really funny bars. Like one of my favorite bars he has is like on his first album is um I'm so self conscious. That's why you see me with at least two of my watches, rollies and somethings. Man, I can't even pronounce half this stuff. Pass that for Sacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, pretty good. His first album's so good. I love his first record. But yeah, listen to his whole discography. It's really interesting to see his life change. Yeah, Kanye brought me to the to the dark side with Ye. <laughs> yeah, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is good. I really like it, but I do also see the argument, especially now, where that album, this is his dark twisted fantasy, but it's like not that bad, yeah. and it's like his fame is even crazier, like, way crazier than he would have thought now that he's married to a Kardashian and shit. Bro, it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, that's all he <laughs> he's did. He's in that now. Yeah, I don't think Kanye was that that big yeah. when that album came out. Now, he is that big. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, back then, I don't think he was. But it's still a great album. I still it's think it's really good. Such a fucking good album. Not my favorite Kanye West album by any stretch, but... College Dropout has my heart forever. Yeah. I fucking love College Dropout. When you need it. Straight up, College Dropout is such a such a good album. I'll listen to it. The I'll ending. It. I love the last song of College Dropout. Dude, Through the Wire, he rapped with his jaw wired shut. Yeah, I heard about that. I know. It's amazing. Just cool. Just cool. <laughs> All right, let me just finish my list. I only have two. My sixth, my, my fifth, is Cosmogramma by Flying Lotus. Crazy. I don't understand how he made this album. It's a sci-fi jazz exploration record. It's like it's like if cow if you can listen to Cowboy Bebop in two thousand one and and Blade Runner, every like every space travel like yeah. Every space travel thing where there's like different like cities and like Cowboy Bebop, you know, like there's different planets. Yeah. It's like Cowboy Bebop if you listen to it. It's fucking amazing. Cosmogramma is such a great album. I don't understand how he made it. I don't even understand how he had the idea for it. But it changed your life. Listen to Cosmogramma. And my last one came out this year, 2019. I got Charlie by Charlie XCX. Because fuck everybody else. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> Charlie XCX. 
made the fucking best pop record of the goddamn decade. I've been listening to that shit nonstop since it came out. Fuck everybody and their stupid faces. <laughs> fucking Charlie XCX. She's been building up since like 2013 to this. This is the culmination, England. But she like from Hood, England. She got that. Holy she she kind of got a ghetto accent. I think. I don't know. I don't know anything about England, but fuck England. Fuck England. Yeah. Charlie XCX. I love this fucking album. I love Charlie. Go listen to it. This shit is tight. Fuck yeah, Charlie. Let's go. 2019, bitch. Took us all this time to get here, but now we're here. Go fuck yourself. That's Jake's favorite album, too. Oh, yeah? No. I'm just speaking yeah. for him. <laughs> just, uh, you should do his top 10, too, while you're here. <laughs> Jake is my top 10. <laughs> all right. I got... <laughs> I got five more on the list. Nick is killing. Nick is ending this because this is all our recommended, by the way. <laughs> all of it. It's our top ten decades shit. We don't have to recommend. It's fucking four in the morning. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll rattle these off more quickly then. Atrocity Exhibition, Danny Brown. Oh, God tier album. That album is so good. The I album fucking is so, loved it. It's so strange. It it's, feels like madness. <laughs> it's so weird. You did. I did. That's the last thing I expected from Danny Brown to come out. And it was like he got every every producer, he got their weirdest beat. Yeah. Like they're, it's like a beat that they never, like they just made out of nowhere. It was super weird. They put in a dark, deep folder. And then Danny Brown asked for that beat. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking, the Atrocity Exhibition was fucking God tier album. I loved it. He album got, of the year that year, easily. <laughs> he even got Kendrick on that album. Yeah. yeah. See, that would have been mine, but Black Star came, came out the same year as Bro, you Atrocity. you still got four spots left. <laughs> Yeah, no, I meant that year. Oh, Atrocity Exhibition would have been number one. Black Star came out the same year, twenty seventeen. Okay, next I put the Impossible Kid on there by Aesop Rock. I fucking loved that album. I bumped those two at the same time. They came out at the same time. I listened to them back and forth for like fucking months. Aesop Rock's a great white, great rapper. Yeah, (laughs) was was that? Like he's a great white guy. (laughs) Yeah, he's my favorite whitey. In general, he just seems like a cool white guy, you know? Yeah. Seems like a pretty cool white guy. Fucking loved that album. <laughs> He's a great white guy. Not a white rapper, just a great white guy. Yeah. He's a great white guy. <laughs> He's a great white. He's like, a your words. He's a great white rapper. <laughs> He's a great. He's a good white. He's a really good white. <laughs> I also love the new shit he's doing, the one shit he did with tobacco. That almost replaced this album on oh, there. Oh, I really like Tobacco. Malibu Ken. That style was fucking good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I got a Earl, the fucking self-titled Earl mixtape from 2010. <laughs> I go back and listen to that shit You're sometimes. Crazy. I fucking love that mixtape. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> he spread that shit around the whole high school. Oh, that shit reminds me of an era of my life. <laughs> I was like, you guys heard of Earl? Like, what's that? What's the shit? You you showed us no. You showed us both the same fucking song. Was it uh, jacking off the buffer and vision of Asheroth eating applesauce? Oh yeah, the whole song on there. It's fucking. (laughs) Isn't that the first out? The first song. It's the first song on the album. Jacking off the (laughs) buffer and vision of Asheroth eating applesauce. (laughs) That's the stupidest bar ever. (laughs) He literally just wrote it so it could everything could rhyme like a doom, like a doom song. I love all the fucking. I love his flow on this album a lot. I really like the flow. He wants to be doomed so bad. It's fucking ridiculous. I love doom so. (laughs) 
She was mad good. His one that he released. Oh yeah, like, I really liked it. This most most recent one. I think it's probably his best. What was it called? Dolores. You like Dolores? I like this one. Some rap songs. No, he made another one after that. Oh, the newest newest one? Yeah. I I listened to part of it. I fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Riveting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I put a I put veteran on here from 2018 from JPEG Mafia. Damn, Peggy. <laughs> that was a good I album. I love that album. I, I listened like to that album such a so fucking good much. album. I, I love how people compare him to Death Grips and he gets pissy about it. <laughs> He's nothing like And then Death. he made a whole album about being a manlet this year. <laughs> That's fucking God's year. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love JF. I, lo- I love it because he's nothing like Death Grips. I know. It's but so just, because he, just because he makes industrial hip-hop beats, people compare like, him to oh, Death Grips. He's, <laughs> he's nothing like Death Grips. Uh, I love how um, I love how he he just made those videos like his ads for his new album, and there's people roasting his hairline. Yeah, <laughs> I love that one dude that said uh, dude, he's a clown. I love how people fucking flame him. He said he said he made this album just to distract people from his receding hairline. <laughs> That's such a good line. I love JPEG Mafia. Veteran was dope. He Veteran has, was so good. He has the best titles, uh, song titles in the game. Yeah. I wish Morrissey was. Fu- I can't wait till Morrissey. I, Morrissey, I can't wait till Morrissey <laughs> fucking dies. dies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like hell yeah, fuck Morrissey. Okay, okay, okay. Number ten, I got Saturation Two on here. The best Brockhampton album, easily. That one got the bangers. I fucking loved it. It's just it was a really. F- I listened to it a lot. It, like it fucking, it's just a fun album to listen to. Keep a gold chain on my neck. Yeah. That was from the first one. That's a good song though. That's a really good one. Yeah, but two had a lot more consistent bangers. <laughs> two had um, what was it? Look at the track list real quick if you want to talk about it. It's the last one on my list anyway. Oh, all right, saturation two. <clears throat> yeah, saturation two should have all the bangers. Yeah. I'm so tired. I don't remember how any of these go. <laughs> I know Swamp and Teeth, Queer. Yeah. Is this the which? Fuck! I'd like hear the songs. Well, I remember back when we were listening to him a lot. You agreed with me. You're like, yeah, two's the best. <laughs> yeah, I thought always thought two was the best out of the trilogy. Yeah. It is. It's super good. It's fucking God tier. This is also. Um, Drop my phone. <laughs> Our longest episode, I think. <laughs> Almost three hours. Dude, it's the comeback. <laughs> it's the fucking comeback so we can disappear again. And we're all moving to Arizona. <laughs> He's like, I live for this shit. Anyways, so just let's just rattle off. This is our recommended lists of the, the movies. Uh, everything. <laughs> this is our recommended list. Of the 2010s m- movies and albums. Taylor Princess Kogia, oh <laughs> Mad God, Max Fury Road, <laughs> Shoplifters, Shape of Water, Looper, All is Lost, Parasite, Uncut Gems, and Elephant Sitting Still. Albums for me, these are all mine. Black Star by David Bowie, The Money Store by Death Grips, This Is Happening by LCD Sound System, To Pimp a Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar. Cosmogramma, Flying Lotus, Charlie, Charlie XCX. Throughout the rest of this year, I'll probably finish this li- these two lists, but... He'll talk about it in the next episode. Yeah, but... Okay, let me write off mine real quick. Recommended movies, albums for the decade. 
Mandy, Mamax Hero, Birdman, Ex Machina, The Hateful Eight, The Disaster Artist, Logan, uh, The Shape of Water, The Grand Budapest Hotel, not The Wolf of Wall Street, Shutter Island. All <laughs> 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 oh, Wolf of Wall Street too, though. It's fucking great. Uh, albums, Tumpet Butterfly, Bandana, Ex Military, Doom, OST, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Atrocity Exhibition, The Impossible Kid, Earl, Veteran, Saturation 2. Eduardo. Favorite album of you already know it's the Pimp Butterfly, fool. Yeah. <laughs> Pimp Butterfly. Favorite movie. Yeah. The Master. It's fucking great. Man. I, right. I haven't seen it we'll yet. I know this. it's going to be good. We'll end it with this. Eduardo, what season is it? Hunting season, baby. What what season is it? What's going on right now? Moving season, baby. Bitch, what season is it? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking playoff season, baby. Y'all are on different energy levels right now. <laughs> Eduardo, I'm going to list off these games. Who you got? Vikings, 49ers. I'm going to say 49ers. Yeah. Got the Niners. Yeah. Titans, Ravens. This is up. I'm going to go Ravens. Lamar Jackson, Ravens. <laughs> no one's touching that fucking guy. All right. <clears throat> Texans, Chiefs. I'm going to say Chiefs. Seahawks, Packers. This one I it's hard to choose. Fuck. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Fuck, dude. I'm gonna say the Packers. Packers. All right. Those are Eduardo's picks. Who do you think is going to Super Bowl? I'm gonna say the Ravens. And probably the Niners. That's going to be a sick Super Bowl if that happens. <laughs> Every game they played was close. <clears throat> Anyways, fuck everybody else. Dog cop small talk. No one's going to listen to this whole thing. You are all, if you did, then you were brain delayed. And, <laughs> and um, Niners, Ravens are coming to Nevada. Can't wait for that shit show to happen. <laughs> Can you imagine a Raider game and then going to a casino after? It's going to be a goddamn riot every goddamn game. Can't <laughs> wait. Oh, shit. 2019 was weird. 2020 is going to be even weirder, bitch. Akira Olympics showing up. Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah, wait. Death Grips, Artist of the Decade? Easily. Who do you think is Game Studio of the Decade? I got From Software. That's my yeah, studio. From no, 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 no. Fuck you, from software. Yeah, from software is my game studio of the decade. Dark Souls all the way to Sekiro. Been... Dude, from software, you can't. It's mine too. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from software, best game studio of the decade. Do you have a director? I mean Miyazaki, right? <laughs> from software. You mean for movies? For movies. Okay. Uh, Tarantino. That's a, that's a safe bet. That's a good one. Um, I'd have to put... Fuck. Um, uh, who would I say? You were talking about Guillermo a lot. Guillermo only made one... one I said he only made one of his movies <laughs> in this decade. Um, Inaritu was really good. With Birdman, Revenant, and then the the VR movie he made. Yeah, it's called Blood and Sand or something. Sand and Sand and Blood, 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 Blood. 
It's about immigrants. Um, Bong Joon Ho with like Snowpiercer and Okja and Parasite. Motherfuck it. Josh and Benny Safdie, directors of the decade. Eat my fucking nuts. Well, I gotta go back. When I said game director, it's obviously Kojima. <laughs> Kojima, bro. Kojima's. I forgot about him. Kojima's. Kojima's, the, the shit. Kojima's actually the greatest video game director. Yeah. Everybody else is phony. <laughs> Everybody else is making games. Kojima's making art. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, suck a dick, bitch. 